Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble When you're perfect in every way I can't wait to look in the mirror Cause I get better looking each day To know me is to love me I must be a hell of a man Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble But I'm doing the best that I can Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble When you're perfect in every way Man, it's easy to sing country music if you have a bad voice You don't really have to have that good a voice If you do the old style country music like Mac Davis Um... Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. I'm Ari Shafir. I'm the host of Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. It's uh, quite a coincidence. Otherwise, I'd be out of place. Uh, on today's episode, Burt Kreischer. Everybody loves Burt Kreischer. He's like Jello. Um, uh, today, my friend Burt and I, we talked about ego and keeping your ego in check. It's something that as the career of whomever moves forward, it's harder and harder to keep in check. It's something that Burt... Uh, he's actually thought about it a lot. He told me about it, so I was like, hey, let's do a podcast about it. Uh, and it's something that I worry about. I keep it in check. My career's not, it hasn't gone anywhere yet, but, but, um, but uh, I still worry as I get even slightly more successful uh, to, to sort of keep aware of who I want to be and how I want to view other people. Uh, you, can, you can get lost real easily. So, anyway, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, it is an interesting episode. Um, let me tell you some stand-up gigs. Uh, September 12th through the 15th, I'm in Austin, Texas at Cap City Comedy Club. Uh, September 20th through the 25th, I'm in Toronto at Just for Laughs, at the Just for Laughs 42. Uh, September 26th through the 29th, I'm in Indianapolis at Cap City Comedy. Um, then uh, Corpus Christi canceled due to poor planning from the club owner. Um October 12th and 13th, who knows, nothing right now, 19th, 20th, and 21st, I'm in the D.C. Improv, Washington, D.C., the D.C. Improv, uh, October 25th, 26th, 27th, I'm in Portland at Helium, and then November 1st, 2nd, 3rd, I am at Calgary and Yuck Yucks, and then the big show, Ari Shafir, Joey Diaz, November 8th, in Chicago at the House of Blues, tickets go on sale September 14th, I believe, Ticketmaster, I know, but I still think it's Ticketmaster. September 14th, tickets go on sales. Get your tickets early. The first show is definitely going to sell out. We might add a second show. We might not. If we add a second show, that's going to sell out too. So hurry up. Uh, and then, this just in, this just announced, November 9th and 10th, I'm going to be in New York City in Manhattan at The Stand. It's going to be part of a New York Comedy Festival. I'm only spending more time on it because it's just announced. Uh, the New York Comedy Festival. Oh, no, my back came off. Um, I'm going to be doing some stand-up shows November 9th and 10th, I think at 10.15 both nights. And then on Saturday at like 6 o'clock or 6.30 or something, I am doing the first live Ari Shafir Skeptic Tank. Um, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. If you guys have suggestions, please write in. I might just interview like a few different people, sort of less in-depth, um, you know, because it's in front of an audience. I might take uh, questions from the audience. Uh, for the guests or for myself, 
Uh, I'm not really sure, but it should be fun. We did sort of a semi-live one with Manola Santanos about living with your parents. Not really live, but in front of like four or five other comedians. So that was fun. So this should be cool. Uh, so so um, November 9th and 10th at uh, the Stand Comedy Club. And then November 28th through the end of that week, I'm at the House of Comedy in Minneapolis. Uh, come out to that. And then I'm at the comic strip in January. Um, and that's it. Still working on uh, Australia for the end of December. It may work. It may not work. Anyway, let's get back to the episode. Um, um, I'll just skirt over my um, my my sponsors, uh, Amazon.com and uh, uh, Gamefly.com. If you go to my website, AriTheGreat.com uh, or Ari Shafir, you can find the links to go to those and support this podcast. Also, big news, my CD is now out. Revenge for the Holocaust. It's not out. Excuse me. It's available for pre-order. If you want, if you're unsure or if you don't have any money, I'm sure I have a lot of poor college-age students uh, that may or may not be in college, may have dropped out already. Uh, I am giving away a few free tracks on my website of my album. If you go to ariashafir.com, go to the top right, you'll see uh, the cover uh, for my for my uh, CD. If you click on it, uh, I'll email you four i think four uh free tracks one's just like an intro track but the other three are solid tracks so um and then if you like it you can buy it but it's available for pre-order right now and it comes out officially on itunes september 25th when yom kippur starts revenge for the holocaust so everybody pick it up and now let's get ready for ari shafir's skeptic tank episode 76 is that right? Could be 77, but I think it's 76. Ego with Burt Kreischer. Take us out, Michael Jackson. Take us the fuck out like you did with Earth when you died. What time is it? 7.30? Perfect. Yeah. All right, we got an hour and a half at least, right? Yeah. Um, for Kreischer, hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird to have that fucking absolute genuine conversation and then have to stop and be like... And intro it? Yeah, and then be like, we can't talk about that on air. Yeah. <laughs> I do that all the time. I have these pauses sometimes where someone, I'm like, who, who was the girl? And they're like, I can't tell you. I'm like, who's the girl? I'm like, I can't say. I'm like, okay, oh. I'm going to pause it for a second. Yeah. And I'll come right back. But this will be a loud sound. I'm like, tell me who the girl was because it pauses and it comes right back. Yeah. That it's like... Who was the girl? Who was the girl? And then you just hear, "Oh my god, I can't believe this!" <laughs> it's like it's like Tom Rhodes said there was a comic who took him from the comedy store on Rogan's podcast. Did you hear that? And tried to fuck him. I've heard that story and, before. And I I know. All, I'm just sitting there going, "All right, I'm gonna I gotta text Joe because I know who it is." Yeah. But I I wonder if it's the same guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He told that story at the store. I got invited to his house, too. Really? And I chose not to go. You can say that, Chad. Who cares? Yeah, I know. He was a nice guy. He was a good guy to me. I'm not going to say his name. Fuck it. Yeah, I don't want to be involved. He likes uh, fucking th- younger-looking he- men. Yeah. That's all right. If you like fucking younger-looking men, that you're in the right business. <laughs> you're new to Hollywood. It's a I perfect thought, place. I literally have thought my entire career yeah. that men wanted to fuck me. Because of that? Nope. I just... When I first... I oh, told this general. story a long time ago, but when I first met Will Smith... Yeah. My, he, I was like fucking. He wanted to give me a deal, and um, really, 
yeah, I got a, I got a deal from him, but but it was all pending on whether or not he liked me, and I had to meet him, and, and uh-huh. it was like you know everyone's so weird about that in Hollywood, like but what? like like I don't know, do you, like you ever introduce someone to Joe, like you like a younger comic, and you're like, listen, don't bring up, don't fucking suck his dick, don't talk about Fear Factory, just oh, yeah. hang out and be a regular fucking person. I usually don't tell people, yeah. and then get embarrassed when I don't. Yeah, I'm like, oh god, Kai, come on, I didn't think you were gonna. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like you, I, but. Will was like that times a hundred. Like they taught what? me how to shake hands with black people. Like taught you how to shake hands yeah, with black people. Like listen, listen. When you meet Will, this is because it's a bunch of older Jewish dudes. Yeah. So like listen, when you meet Will, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like take your hand and you're gonna he's gonna smack it and then he's gonna grab your fingers and it was like it was just you know that little snap. Finger. Yeah. It was that. It was but they're all, so all, foreign to it, it that they're it, like they're like yeah. bringing it down. And it's so funny because then every time we would shake hands, they would do that and I would be like, oh my god, this is so fucking awkward. And they're like, listen, uh, you know. Um, he likes to do this hug, but it's not like a hug. It's like a he puts his arm here, okay? And then I was like, are you fucking kidding <laughs> me? And if you asked him, me? he'd be like, oh, I don't know what I do. I exactly. Think. He's just being natural. He me wants you Renazzisi, to be natural. Me and Renazzisi did a commercial with Tiger Woods once, and they were like, well, his dad had just died, so like, absolutely, absolutely do not, like, do not mention his father. Wait, I love that you go, well, his dad had just died. But this is like the yeah. fair part of the request. Yeah. Like, the much, like, that's what were the other parts of the request? Don't uh, curse in front of him. Shut. Do this not guy's say anything dirty. Out chicks. Yeah, he's choking None out of us chicks. knew that then. Yeah. But it was like, I was like, are you sure he grew up on like a Muni golf course? Yeah. Like, what do you, those people tell dirty jokes all the time? Caddyshack. He comes right in and he goes, because we had to talk, we had to play Tiger Woods Golf with him, like yeah. on EA, on whatever, on Xbox, yeah. and then talk shit so we get audio. But he comes right in and goes, You bitches ready to do this shit? And we're like, <laughs> Who is telling us not to be? You just, yeah. you guys have no idea. There's no, they have never have any idea. It's like the, like, it's like, the, I, but I've got my ass burned a million times doing colleges because they're like, I'm like, they're like, don't curse, don't talk this, don't talk that. And I'm like, yeah. And I get up, I'm like, you guys want some pussy jokes? And they're like, bring it! And then I do them, and they're like, you're not getting paid. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Aww. But no, but that was Will. So Will, my dad, yeah. Will said to me, he goes, he wanted to go see a movie after that. Uh, um, he, at, at, we meet, it's in a fucking dance studio, two folding chairs in the center. And, and they're like, sit down, Mr. Smith will be in a second. Uh, and they, and really? He, and he comes in, man, and he's the coolest fucking guy in the world. Like, to his credit, I will say this, everything I, I like, he comes in like a fucking thunderstorm of personality and like just... Charisma, right? Oh, like charisma, like quick charisma. But people like that, it's like it's like electric, right? It's it's a super it's a superpower. Yeah. yeah, and he you knew he had it his whole life that he could get the extra piece of milk, an extra piece of bread in right, the fucking right, right, lunch right. line. There's just something about the way he carries himself, and he did it, and he got me, man. I was in, I was I was sitting there, and we're and I'm talking, and he's and he's a good listener, which I'm not a good listener. He's a, he's listening and he's responding with with thoughtful responses. We talked about Tupac, about Biggie, about well. Jay. We talked about his first wife growing up in Philly, Overbrook, his kids, raising kids, what it's like doing. Like we had a, the best conversation in the world, wow. and then and then he, and then he just looks at me. The energy is popping, and he's like, "What are you doing tonight?" And I go, what? "Nothing." And he goes, "Let's go to the movies." And I was like, "Let's go the movies." That's yeah, perfect. And I was like, I was like, oh. So I leave, and I call. He goes, "Meet me at Planet Hollywood at seven. We'll go to the movies." And I was like, "Okay." So I call my dad, and I was like, "Dad," we're, he goes, "How did it go?" I go, "It went good." And he goes, really? I said, yeah. He goes, What's, what do you mean? I go, we're going to the movies. And my dad goes, oh, buddy. I'm like, what? And he goes, I bet he wants to queer you. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, he goes, that's what they, these guys do. 
He goes, if they're real charismatic, they're usually gay, and they find these young boys, and they turn you out. It's called a casting couch. He wants to fuck you. And I was like, I was like, holy shit. And how I go, old's dad, your dad? My dad's like, he's probably 65. Leanne, how old's my dad? He's 64. And, um, and I said, I go, dad. Come on, I got this impossible. Will Smith, I know this because I've just spent time with him, and I just you, I've got enough good of gay. I go, Dad, there's no way Will Smith is gay. And the, right away he goes, What's more likely? The fact that you're so talented that in six months of doing stand up, you're getting a development deal from the biggest movie star in the entire world, or that he is gay and he wants to fuck but you in the ass. I'm like, I'm getting fucked. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm getting uh, fucked. <laughs> and so, and but, and then this is I'm telling you the whole story now, but this all leads up into the fact that I always thought. So I go, I go, what do I do? My dad goes, eat shit and cash checks, buddy. You show up. He goes, you go up and fucking find out if it's, I'm right. I could be wrong. You never know. You don't want to biz away. And what? And then and just, if decide Say later. no or whatever. Just be a man. And so I, I show up to Planet Hollywood. Now it sounds ridiculous. I'm like, we're fucking going to Planet Hollywood, me and Will Smith. Like, there's not even a movie theater here. Like, what the fuck? So I go up to the front lady, lady in the front. I go, is Will Smith here? And she's like, no. She's like, actually, yeah. In the way back, I go back. It's a mannequin of him with Tommy Lee Jones. I go, no, the real Will Smith. She goes, no, the real Will Smith is not here. And I was like, I was like, can I wait? And she was like, "Yeah, sure." So I sit in the in the like waiting room, and I'm just sitting there. And then and then uh, all of a sudden, I the stairway that I had not recognized up at that point. This dude, uh, Charlie Max, six five, three fifty, big brother, yeah. just comes up and he's like, looks at me, he goes, "You Bert?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" And he's like, "Downstairs." And all I'm thinking is, now I gotta fuck this guy too, right? <laughs> I gotta fuck this guy. I walk downstairs, and there's nine black dudes sitting in a room the size of this room with a velvet curtain around it and a wow. folding table in the center, right? No one's talking. Everyone's just standing. And I'm like, "Now I gotta fuck these nine guys." On I gotta that table. fuck on that table. Charlie Mack. That's ten. Will. I'm sure he's bringing Jazzy Jeff. That's twelve dudes. I gotta fuck. <laughs> and I just grab my. I just put my ass up against the curtain. And I don't make eye contact. I don't say a word. And like five minutes later, Will comes in. Ton of personality. Like, what's up? One love. How's everyone doing? And everyone's like, yeah. And he comes in. And he's like, hey. And he gives me a hug. He goes, guys, this is Bert. And everyone's like, oh. And he's like, this is the guy. And everyone's like, oh. And they all start walking towards me. And I'm like, this is where I take a knee and start sucking dicks. Like, I don't. How's this going down? Like, how am I getting out of this? All of a sudden, curtain opens behind me huge movie theater Whoa, it's a really? private movie theater downstairs of planet hollywood in new york up by columbus circle and we watched american pie and it, and, I, and it was my imagination spinning wildly because i do i genuinely started thinking like i don't know what it is i thought elliot gould wanted to fuck me i i worry that i i'm worried that people will think i'm gay like all the time <laughs> why i don't know just same sort of thing if i wear Jeans that are too tight, or if, really? I, if I cross my legs, anything. <laughs> well, you have a skinny mannerism. Like, I look. Plus, look, I hang out with those MMA people a lot, like the fighters, uh, yeah, and when it's there, it's exacerbated. Look. I'm like, oh, what is. Are you guys looking down at me like meat? <laughs> what? Wait. What? Did you. Did, <laughs> I live with two gay girls in New York. Um, during this Will Smith time, I will live with two gay chicks. And I yeah. watched one of them come out of the closet, and it was like the most terrifying experience so bad for them it's so hard because it's like they want to do it they want to come out but then it's so, everything's around their everything. history everything's told them like don't do this have a baby These people get get married be happy that way don't get uh tied up behind a car and beaten to death yeah don't you get know? tied up behind a car and beaten to death like people will hate you you can't god doesn't want you you're not going to heaven like yeah. all these fucking things and i watched her do it and then and then you start going like fuck like, what if I'm gay? 
Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because I go, I'm, oh, I'm like, I, I'll. That's sit. what it is too. I start thinking like, well, what if I'm just burying it? Exactly. Because I was like, <laughs> she's here. She is. I'm closing this door so that we don't hear it. motorcycles and dogs. It doesn't pick up much shit. It, let's just write really? to the mic. Me oh, and Diaz good. were doing it, and there was like a, a lot, uh, like a leaf blower. I don't open, open it back up. Yeah, Keep like cool right where here. that, right where that chair is, is like a leaf blower. It's so loud we had to yell at each other, but you could hear it fine on this. Um, well, you start thinking like, and I know people are so terrified. People are so. Homophobic is not not the right word. I used I used to have a joke about it. I'm not homophobic. I'm a homochondriac. Like I'm cool with you're gay. I'm just afraid one night you'll get me drunk and trick me into it, and I'll like it a lot. Right. Like that's my yeah. fear, right? Yeah. So so, and I think that people are so homochondria, hom- such homochondriacs that the idea of that's even talking about gay shit makes them nervous. That what if I like that? Yeah. Like like I was saying. Um, well, anytime guys like if there's like a strap on situation where a girl fucks a guy in the ass, like it's gay. I'm like, how is it gay when a girl uses a, stuff yeah. to fuck you? <laughs> Norton was saying that that he tried to get his girl to fuck him in the ass yeah. on Rogan's podcast, and I was like, I was like, the so fucking honest. balls. Yeah. The balls. The ball. The balls to let to allow to try that. Yeah. You know, kudos to Jim for even saying, I want that. I'm going to try that. I mean, fuck it. I guess you're 45 years old, man. Nobody like, likes. what do you fucking care? Yeah. You know, like, maybe I have some issues with it. It's just weird. Like, if I fucking did shit like that with my wife, I'm married to her. I'm with her forever. It's like, I can't imagine getting kinky in my kids seeing that shit. Like, you're doing it in front of your kids. No, but like, them walking in. You, you, uh, having sex with kids is like, or around the house. You don't the lock house. the door? You, you do, but sometimes you get caught up in it and the door's open and you're like, do you ever want to do it like, like if she's in the kitchen and stuff and just get turned on like hey just fucking feel, yes. feel her ass and, and then like don't we can't do, do that they don't do that who doesn't do it women Moms? will not do that oh. like I'd be like they're in the bathtub let's sneak in the closet and just she was like what if they what if they fucking what if they walk in what if they hear us and you're like come on I fuck like that's what men are <laughs> I just want to put I just want to plan it and fucking be done yeah and, it's and t- you can't be like I'll go like it'll be like a minute long you can't I, say I that. Can, I, I can tell her. I tell her all the time. I go, you won't even need to, you won't even know I'm there. I'll be in and out so fucking quick. <laughs> her and um, Christina Pajinski yeah. have had massive talks about the fact that when comics come off the road, the, the, first, up. the first thing they need to do is plant the seed. Well, then, you, as a wife, you should let them do that. Yeah. I fucking 100% agree. But she's not, she's not, she's not on board. Really? She just is like, well, I, I mean, I guess, like, you know, look, I visualize if someone wanted to use my dick, they could. Like, if someone was like, can I you borrow mean? your dick? For oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, just. You're just, watching the game. You're like, fine, yeah. I'll, just, I'll just lean back. Just go for it. I can get turned on in any, I can get turned on at a fucking funeral. Like, and she just, it, it takes a lot. Like, she wants to connect. She wants to watch a movie. She wants to talk. She wants to cuddle. And she uh. wants to be able to cuddle and know that it's not going to lead to sex. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Like. Really? And you're like, no, it's going to. I won't guarantee you that. I guarantee you will because yeah, that's what yeah, I want to do. I the only reason I'm to. fucking touching you. Yeah. Like, I don't, if I don't want to lead to sex, I'll be in the other room doing my shit. <laughs> Me and my ex did a Dice of Sun's Bar Mitzvah at the Friars Club. Are you serious? Yeah, we went upstairs. We were just looking around. We we're like, oh, it's pretty dark in here. We're just like, yeah, let's go. That's, but that's when you're dating someone. When you're married, they do not do that shit anymore. Yeah. There's fucking, it, like, it's, you know what's the worst part about being married is there's so much hacky shit you've heard that is actually accurate. Isn't that just habit forming? Just once you form a habit of not doing it, then it just becomes that? Yeah. Like I, working out or not working out? Um, I think so. I think that, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, like, ours is, our, we, have, we, have, we have a fair amount of sex for a couple that's married for what, like nine years? Yeah. That, that I'm on the road 
literally oh, probably yeah. 80% of the year. It should like, be like once a month for you, right? It, it, I, I, I'm, I can, I'm a lot, I'm, you'd be shocked. I'm, I'm definitely the day I land yeah. <laughs> or the day after I land and then uh, maybe like right before I go back on the road. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm a fucking baby about it. I am a horrible baby about it. Really? I'm you a, should be. I'm, a, I'm, like a, I'm like a teen boy. You're like, listen, I'm a special needs kid. I'm a- Okay, and that's my thing. I gotta have it. I'm a special need. That's what it is. You have one special need. I got one special need. I need that's like an udder. You need a drink. I go, yeah, I go. You should be proud because I still am attracted to you. I love you. Like these are all things people want in their relationship. How do you? I'm assuming you don't. Have, you don't stray. You just don't seem like you will. I don't. I've never cheated on my wife. Not even once. How do you? I will go to strip clubs though. You will at a oh. strip club? No, I won't cheat. No, oh, but you'll no. Go to strip no, I'll go to strip clubs. That's not cheating. And I'll get lap dances. Yeah, I don't consider yeah. that cheating. But you ever come in your pants at a lap dance? No. But uh, but but uh, but that was an awkward question. The um, no, the <laughs> what the Rosa said. People like shitting on him. It's like, oh, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go to a strip club and come in your pants? He goes, yes, I'm gonna come in my pants. Wait, who said that? Joe DeRosa. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna feel horrible. Somebody's gonna grind on top of my jeans and I'm gonna come in my pants. That's what I want. <laughs> The, uh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Fucking, I, I hung out with Joe DeRosa so long ago. He's that great. I, I saw him I, in New York the other day. I feel like I wish I could hang out with him again. He's you know? pretty cool, man. There's a lot of guys that I party with in New York that I, that I never see anymore. Did you hang out at the cellar when you were there? Uh, yeah, but just like, like late night and like, I it wasn't like, you weren't, you I wasn't get ingratiated in there? into like the table of Keith Robinson and yeah, when I go to that table, when I go there and there's nobody I know. It's super uncomfortable for me. Oh, oh, oh. I went to um, UCB last night. Used to be here? Yeah. Uh-huh. Never been. Really? Never Did been. You go by yourself? Uh, yep. That's scary, man, with uh, those alternative people. What was last night? Tuesday, the big show? Uh, it was uh, Doug Loves Movies. And then, and then Comedy, Comedy, Comedy Bang Bang. Comedy Bang Bang. I changed the name. Yeah. For copyright reasons. <laughs> it's for real? Your show's too popular for changing the name for copyright reasons. Are you serious? It was Comedy Death Ray, and then they couldn't use that anymore. They didn't want to lose the rights, to it, so they changed it to something else. Uh, I, I, didn't, I never even heard of Comedy. I, I heard of Comedy. The show is the show. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I show up, have a case of beer with me. Uh, yeah, it's about- good to get that from, from the uh, pavilions right next door. Yeah. You take it to the green room because I'm gonna have six of these. There's 18 for you guys. Yeah, I, and I was like, and I was like, I'm talking about ego. Like that is a mm-hmm. that is a that is my that is an ego fucking enhancer. Whatever that that room really? is, like it 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 messes with it. It all it enhances the ego for you. It it doesn't enhance my ego. It enhances my swollen ego, or it enhances my poor part of my ego. It makes me insecure beyond belief. Like because I've never I've I've never been to alternative rooms. I've never done alternative rooms. I've only done the road. I do clubs. How long you been in LA? Fucking forever. Like ten years. Man, never go to the alternative rooms. Never Largo back then. You didn't do it. Nope. I just it's just it's like it's like first of all I'm also in a different I'm in a different world because I'm not like. I'm not. Um, I Those was people a don't New make their living guy. on the road ever. What's that? Those people almost never make their living on the road. Right, right. I, I got in trouble a long time. Not in trouble, but I got into a fight with Jen Kirkman on via via. Um, what was a special thing? No, no. I don't know. Twitter. No, uh, via podcast. Jason Nash's podcast. Uh-huh. Because I said something. I was trying to compliment her, but I guess it came out wrong. She say? heard it wrong. I said that um, Jen Kirkman is 
always, and I like her a lot. I love she's Jen. She's always willing to start a fight, especially if you say anything that's could be misinterpreted she as is, anti-female comedy. She, yeah, she is. She is. Uh, I mean, I, I just know that she's gotten into some Twitter fucking beef with people where I go, where I go, why does she care about that fucking guy? Yeah, Jen, calm but, down. But yeah, I, I like Jen. I've yeah. always liked her. When I saw her do stand-up, I liked her. The problem is Paul F. Tompkins did not like me. And so he got me fired off the show. What show? For this, this stand-up show. Aaron called me and was like, I need you. It's, it's these people. I need you on the show. Will you do the show? And I was like, yes. Late Friday? Pris, get the fuck out of here. Not, give me the snake, first of all. <laughs> that dog is massive. So, um... So yeah, it's so it was like it was like, but it was like it was just like I'm telling you now. I wasn't. I mean, maybe I was being what a little show? salacious. It was a long time ago. It was a late Friday at the Improv's at the Improv. Paul F. Thompson was uh, oh a headline. regular show, not a yeah, not regular show. show. Oh okay. So um, so yeah, so it was like, but I said I said something. I said I liked Jen Kirkman's act. I was trying to say I liked her act. I was also trying to say that. I couldn't see her working in Iowa, which is an inaccurate statement. Because who the fuck am I to say that her act won't work in Iowa? I don't know. I'm not an audience member in Iowa. I never even lived in what Iowa. What you meant was, what I meant is, she's a smarter comic. It's not for rednecks. I, exactly. Is that I go to a, into a room in, in Iowa and I like the, the room I was talking about was Penguins. Uh-huh. It was on a riverboat casino, and it was like paid seven hundred dollars for the weekend to headline, Sounds and you had great. a bunch of people who all had oxygen tanks. That were comp tickets, and they would fuck with you. Ugh. They would. It was a nightmare, and I was I was trying to say that, but it came out wrong. And she, it, whatever I tried to say, it doesn't matter how she heard it is what mattered, and it bothered her. And she said something about me, and I I just wrote her a letter and apologized, and then she wrote back and apologized, and we were cool. It's amazing how that will solve problems so ma- many times. She wrote back, and she was like, I. She wrote, it like took her a little while to write back. She goes, I am so sorry that I haven't written back, but I want you to know that I read your letter and I apologize. It was great. And now I'm friends with her. I talked to her on Twitter and yeah. she's fine. But that because of that one night. Yeah. Oh, you had a thing. I was like, fuck alternative comedy. Paul Tompkins won't go to the improv anymore, I don't think. Um, Him or I, Patton or both. I don't know. They probably won't. But And I was like, I was like and, and, and I, would, I would say it to like club comics. They'd be like, well, you go on the road and, you, and you'd meet some guy in fucking Richmond. And he's like, so do you, do you hang out at the UCB? And I'm like, no, I don't. And he was like, he's like, why not? I'd be there every night. And I was like, well, I don't that's think. his taste. Yeah, no offense. I don't that's think they like your act there. You know, like yeah. I no offense, but like I've seen what you do at Richmond and it's hacky. Like I can't imagine <laughs> you in fucking UCB. So, and I just, and I just destroyed that place in my head. I was like, this place is horrible. It's easy. It's easy comedy. It's fucking it's patty cake shit. You go up, yeah. you say something that fucking hipsters the pro- like. The problem is with that, and I, w- I would hear that all the time, and I'd be like, yeah, there is some of that, but there's a lot of really innovative, well, interesting yeah. comedy Here's the there, problem. too. Here's the problem. I did that for fucking 10 years. Yeah, without actually seeing it. With never going there. Rhea Bamford does some stuff that you're like, oh my God. Here's the biggest problem, is that the people that work at that club, I actually like all Ooh, their UCB? Acts. Yeah. Yeah. I like all their fucking acts. You know what it is? It's the people who are reviewing. It's like the audience members. And only the 10% of them that are vocal. It's the it's vocal. them making the attitude on the comics. Like, yeah. Like, you're like, fuck you. Yeah. And you make... And so, I, regardless, I have fucking yeah. shit on that place in my head. Laying in bed, I just tear it apart. So, I go there last so night. So, you went there last night, yeah. And Benson invites me to do his podcast. And, and I get a case of beer and I walk in. Uh, first person Did I you see, have to get lit to, to go in there? Uh, no, but I was uh, no, but I'd done Joe's podcast before, so I was like, already, yeah. Okay. So I was, so I, I fucking walk in. I'm expecting, 
I'm expecting whatever you get at any club. Every club's the same. The people that work there, they don't know they you. They don't know who you are. Fuck, go fuck yourself. It happened to me at the comedy store. It happened to me at the comedy store in London. It happened to me. It's happened to me at the comedy store. But you in know LA. now it's not the comedy store itself. It right. used to be. It's just some employee that it's just, just started. It's just some fucking employee. So I, I I brace for the tension. First person to meet's a guy named Jimmy, and he says, uh, Bert. "Jimmy's awesome." He goes, "Hey, Bert, how you doing, man?" And I said, "I said hi." And he goes. Uh, He's excited to have you, man. I was like, Thanks. yeah, he's a cool guy. And then he's like, I go, this is my first time at UCB, and he goes, well, this this is long overdue, man. I hope you come and work at the club. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding wow, me? That's so this far guy is the fucking opposite. amazing. He goes, he goes, let me give you a tour. Walks me around the fucking place, takes me to the green room, puts wow. my beer, tells me where the bathroom is, tells me where to find Doug, how the exit entrance on the side is where the comics come through. You ain't ever getting out of the comedy store. Never, fucking never. never. Even if someone looks up to you, they're not even going to talk to you. And I'm like, are you? Fucking, you're not getting that at the Toledo Funny Bone. Yeah. You're not getting that anywhere. And I was like, oh my god, wow. the two girls that are there, there. I didn't, I didn't really meet either of them because I went. Was there a cool up? Uh, I don't know. I okay. very, very pretty girls, and then they were really nice to me. And then they like everyone was super nice. Go out, uh, do the show. It's not an easy room. It's not a room where you just talk and everyone laughs hysterically. Right. I fucking first two jokes. Do the Doug loves movies. First two jokes I take kind of fall, and I'm like, fuck. They're sort with new people. They're a little bit tentative because they're like, who is this person? We know alternative comedy. We yeah. haven't seen him before. And, and then once you've done it like two or three times, you're like, this is the guy who does our room. Yeah. And and it's, but you. but it, it wasn't the... This and then came, what happened after that? Uh, then I said one joke that killed. Uh-huh. And then and then, and then I was I was, I was was drinking and I was out of my fucking mind. And it was, and it, was it was absolute chaos. But, and it was very funny. And it was a great podcast. And then I got done. And then here's where it comes. You ready? I'm like, okay. I get done. Great show. I have... An absolute blast. I actually, I'm talking to an audience who are all sober and are there for the show and paid tickets. I'm like, oh my God, this place rocks. I get done. Oh, yeah. I get done. And, done. and at this point, where's your ego? Uh, Where, perfect. You're like, cool, I'm glad it's to be perfect. here. I'm glad. I'm so you're happy, happy well. I've done this. Okay. And so I go backstage and it's filled with alternative comics. For the next show. For the next show. And I don't know half of them and we're running late and we're running late mostly because of me. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right. And I got, and my shirt's off. And I have a case of beer in my hand, and I have a baseball hat. Like I'm the definition of just what does not hang in that yeah. green room. Yeah, it's the and, people they would hate. And I'm fucking, and like I walk in, and Doug, um, you know, Doug's lo- like he kind of takes off. Amy Schumer kind of like bounces quick, like she doesn't really hang out. Yeah, the other guy, Ben um, Schwartz. Okay. Ben Schwartz, he's an actor. I, I don't know I if he know. does comedy. He's in like Parks and Rec. Okay. So he goes and he knows everyone. And then um, and then Doug says, do you know Roy Scovel? And, I, and I'm like, oh, I like Roy Scovel. And yeah, then I'm like, hilarious. just like I did with you, I go, the only thing to do right now is say how much I like him and explain to him that I enjoy his work. So I tell him that. And he's like, thanks. Yes, then, it's amazing how just that offsetting that like just, just makes everyone put it at ease. Being nice, and then Sarah comes up and Silverman. says hi. Yeah, Sarah Silverman. Mm-hmm. She's got a big posse. Uh, She's David, also always nice. David Crick, um, Crick, Crick, Cross. Nope. Kreckner. Uh, Kreckner, the guy from uh, Anchorman. Uh huh. He walks in, introduces himself. Him. Really, really fucking nice. But now here's the one. There's one dude who's being a little cunty. Who's um who's a gay? I'm gonna say gay dude only because of the way he reacted to me. But like, I lost my fanny pack in there because it was there were so many people. So I said, "Has anyone seen a fanny pack?" And he was like, "Why do you have a he, fanny?" He didn't even look. He didn't even look. He just went, uh, "No, like no." And I don't know if it was because I looked at him. Who is it? What's his name? No, no, no. I never even met the guy. But here's the point: I never met the guy. Sometimes gay never guys heard get mad guy. that you mentioned the word fanny pack. Maybe, maybe, maybe it could <laughs> like, be very oof, fucking no. But he, but he then then I go um. And then I realized, you know what? 
Every club's like that. Uh-huh. Every club's got the one guy who just sure. started getting spots, who is not cool with fighting. someone. Yeah, who's not who's cool with a guy? new guy coming there. in, who might be on TV, who they may have heard of, who does not do these rooms, and now all of a sudden he's getting fucking spots? Fuck that. I just got in these rooms. This is my break. So I was like, you know what? It's a club like any other club. They were nicer than any other club I've been to. It was a great time. Yeah. The green room was fun as shit. Everyone's was, in there joking. You can be loud. It was fun. And I was like, and I left. I like did the George Costanza. I'm not going to fucking waste my time here. I'm not going to like overstay my welcome. I'm going to get in, say hi to everyone, get out. I don't want to fucking just chill out in the green you room. You don't want to have the night ruined. Right. I don't. I overstay. Yeah. Go to uh, eat, have a great meal with my sisters. And I'm like... I woke up and I was like, man, I should write a blog about that. Like, only for so that other comics know that whatever we perpetuate in our head based yeah. on our ego. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all it is. It's our ego. The dudes who genuinely hate club comics, they're alternative comics. It's are, their ego, too. Or it's their ego, too. The it's guys like, oh, like, these yeah. guys. I'm like, what these guys? You mean these guys who have written really good acts that you've actually liked? Yeah. And they're like, no, it's someone else I'm talking about. It's like, yeah, you're just talking about a theme overall you're and not talking, an actual person. Yeah, you're talking about what you don't like. And hey, guess what? I don't like that either. Like those, whatever, the, the, we all dislike the exact same shit. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're a working comic, you know what you like and you like originality. Everyone does. What the fuck? We all have pandering moments of, yeah. of discontent on stage and everyone goes there. But it was like fucking and, and you know, it's like, God bless Sarah Silverman. She is such a sweet human being yeah. that it's like, even in like, a, like her coming over and talking to me, just sitting and taking like three minutes to just talk to me was, I was like, she, she did that for me at Meltdown. When I went to Meltdown, it was the first time I'd been to an alternative room in a while, in a couple of years. Yeah. Maybe done one, one show. Have you done Holy, Holy Fuck? Mm-mm. It's downtown at a movie theater. It's really good. I do. I would do, if I didn't, here's the other thing. I was like, I got, I was like, I'm fucking, I came home, I was a little buzzed, and I was like, I told Leanne, I was like, it's fucking one of the coolest experiences. I, thank God Paul F. Tompkins wasn't there, because if he had seen me, he would have fucking just, he would have got he would, he would See, been, I bet he was, didn't like you for the same reason, like, oh, this guy's a drinker. He he was he'd be the type that would have shoved me into a puddle, and you're like, no no no, yes. I'd be the type, but that wouldn't be me. I, he, I don't know why he didn't like me. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't. I think it was my act. I was young. Okay. And I mean, it might it very well probably was my act. Um, and you know, and, and they were all doing different, very different stuff that was not maybe registering as hard as me going up being like, yeah, who likes blowjobs or whatever the fuck I was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not going to say I was a genius. Right. You know, but um. But like I was like, thank God Paul Tom. I never even thought about that. Thank God Paul Tompkins wasn't, wasn't there because he probably totally would have fucking been like, he would have gotten your head too. Mm, who the fuck let this guy in or whatever? <laughs> you know, like you know. I, and I the sad thing is the sad thing is I really think Paul Tompkins is funny. I like his stuff. I like what, yeah. what, he, what he does. I like the way he represents himself. But he just doesn't like me, and I don't like people who don't like me. Do you have this problem where if someone doesn't like you, then you're like, I have the same thing. Where like I have to not like them now. Oh yeah. Yeah. The second someone doesn't like me, I'm like, well, you're fucking dead to me. Yeah. Like, I and then start- you start shitting on their act and all these things. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. this wasn't in play before. <laughs> yeah. You'd seen their act before and you weren't yeah. shitting on it. Now suddenly you are? Yeah. Fucking, why don't you like me? Because you're hurt, right? Yeah. It's a fucking... You want to get back at something. What is that? Who did we... I'll take it one step further. Like, I will get... Like, I will watch a comic and fucking laugh hysterically yeah. and, because I'm next and go, God, that guy's good. He's really talented. And then he gets off. I'm like, great set. And they're like, thanks. And then I go up on stage and I get off and they're not in the room and I go, oh, I th- the fuck? Yeah, I thought they would have liked me. Maybe <laughs> yeah. they don't. They just don't even care. Like, it's so funny. But I don't sit and watch I always worry that other guy. people will think that about me if I'm not in the room. Really? Yeah. 
But it's like sometimes I'm like I'm watching and then I get a text. I'm like, oh, let me go outside and call this guy back. And it's got nothing to do with anything. Yeah, and I or I, I, had, I was late to the store. I had to leave to or, go to another. Or set. sometimes there you see someone that's good and you're like, oh, fuck, I need to get out of here. I need to separate myself from whatever original voice that is because God forbid it seep into my head somewhere on the road People and I that. start and I start making like a Dave Attell. Mm, you know what I mean? Mm, <laughs> yeah. huh, huh. Like I mean, there were times where I genuinely <laughs> was talk would talk like in bag. Really? Like oh, I just fucking hear it in my voice. Mope. I did a joke with I forgot what it was, but I wrote it while I was watching a lot of David Tell, and it just came out sounding like a David Tell joke. Everyone does that. Every, Tell was the guy uh-huh. for us for like, New York. For uh, yeah, I remember Dimitri Martin pulling me aside and going, uh, two. This is when I first started. Two fucking monsters. No, he didn't say monsters. Whatever smart word he used, it was a palindrome. He was like two. <laughs> He let you know it was one too. No, <laughs> fucking Dimitri. Dimitri was a, a really good example of I. I was. I'll, I'll wrap that up and then I'll explain the other thing. Um, he was like two monsters are going on stage: Hedberg and Attell. Oh, wow. Never heard of either of them. Really? And I fucking yeah. And I was. Uh, and I. I went and watched. Where was this in New York? Somewhere? Yeah, and we went down to the cellar and watched both of them. And I was like, oh my god! And I remember. I remember. This is fucking now as a comic i am appalled that i did this but i took my tape recorder and i taped a tell set so i could listen to it later yeah I and i was like once. i was like oh it's fucking g-. if anyone saw me doing that yeah. they'd lose their super fucking scared mind. right yeah i taped freddie like, soto set once when i was in the cover booth i had to hide it in the curtains because i was like if i get caught i just want to study it i just want to figure out how he writes yeah. a fucking joke yeah exactly where does he pause stuff like that yeah like how but does then, he like, but if you get caught with a tape recorder you're fucked oh if you get caught tape recorder. It's like wearing a wire in front of the mafia. And you're like, no, no, no. I'm just trying to. I'm, try- no, 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 I'm just learning. I'm trying to make a funny card for my daughter. And so I'll use the audio of your voices. That's all I'm trying to do. You can't explain that to him. It was. I remember. I remember just being like, oh, just fucking insane. <laughs> I remember the joke he told that I listened to over and over again, and I couldn't figure out how he felt like that was. I just wanted to get my brain thinking like that was. Um, uh, a lot of these comics come up and say men and women are different. Men and women are so different. Well, I'd like to take the other approach. Men and women are very similar when they're on fire. And it was, <laughs> and it was this joke about, it's not... When it they're on fire. Yeah, and it's, I was like, fucking... I remember listening to that in, in my apartment going like, he's a fucking genius. He's a fucking... And anyway, I've sucked David Hell's dick on any po- every podcast because I think he's so yeah. great. Here's what really was fascinating. This is the thing that I'm kind of stuck in right now, right? Okay. Is, so Dimitri Martin was the first example of this is so i came out of college where you meet a dude and then you're your buddies your boys like if you if you meet a guy you're friends right okay and then we move up to new york and dimitri and i were on the same open mic so you became friends that way uh we met and and he said great set i said man you too and he said you know i'm uh i'm brand new at this want to be besties and he goes you want to you want to hit some open mics together and i was like i would love that yeah and he goes great oh, that's so cool we start hitting open mics together but dimitri got ingratiated into the open mic scene like day one like he joke writers are always better at that oh fucking they get in fast right away and he started getting invited to, invited to shit like all of a sudden everyone wanted to talk to him and i'm standing with him and he's like it's like I, yeah it's like everyone's like man you're really funny and he's like thanks and i'm just like i was on i was on the show too but i bombed <laughs> i ate a dick and dimitri saw me eating dicks i didn't have a voice at all i didn't know anything and then where's she going play on her my daughter just came out to see what we were doing that's what it was yeah she wanted to she see. pretend like she's going to swing yeah, she's going to swing like three times fake cleaning off the swing right now 
Yeah. <laughs> she, her sister punched her in the face the other day. Really? Go, Isla, what the fuck? She goes, Daddy, I was trying to high-five her. And I go, that's not a fucking high-five. So anyway. <laughs> nice so anyway. Yeah, I was that like, never, never turned to a punch in the face. <laughs> yeah. Watch, watch. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> no. so, but Dimitri then, and that was when Caroline's, above Caroline's, the comics owned it. There was a bar. Oh, it was really? Called, like, the, it, was like, uh, it was like Planet Hollywood, oh, but it was I, Planet okay. Comicwood or whatever. And so I remember Dimitri got invited to... Um, the premiere or a wrap of something or something, and and I remember I wanted to go, and Dimitri's like, "Yeah, I can't take you," and he was like, "He was like real, like it's not gonna happen. Like we're not, we're not brothers." Like he said that. No, no, he just was like very plain, like, like I, I, can't. I can't take you, and I was like, like I th- in my head I was like I thought we were friends, like I thought we were like buddies. I thought we were doing this together, and then I was like, oh, this is every man for himself. Like this is not like we're not teammates in ho- in in the business. I, I realized that, like, I realized that that night. I was like, I can't expect him to just fucking pony me around everywhere, everywhere. he goes. Yeah. Like, it's his career. It's not our career. Yeah, so I got to go do this thing right now. I, yeah, it's like, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry you won't be coming with me. Like, and I remember that night, I, this is so fucking sad, but I remember being, I was like, I'll just go to Caroline's. And I went to Caroline's and I was outside and I, there was a window. You hoping to, to run this? into them? What? No, no. Hoping that someone would be like, Anyone would be like, Bert, come on in. And I'm standing outside and I see Dimitri talking to um, Janine Garofalo. And I'm like, how did he already meet Janine Garofalo? <laughs> and I was like, I, it was fucking, I never even met Janine Garofalo. I only met her once. Brought her on stage at the Hollywood Improv and she wouldn't touch me. She wouldn't shake my hand. And I was really? like, yeah, but she didn't make like a vocal like a, ugh. And I was like, and I was like, and, and then I was like, I was like, that sucked. I was such a big fan of hers and she didn't even want to touch me. But maybe, I don't know what it's joke I had done before. Freak. I might have been doing a playing on a, do you need something, baby? Oh, okay. What a liar. What a liar. <laughs> she gave you a face and made the crazy sound. Yeah. My dad got, that was the maddest he ever got at me. Uh, maybe second maddest. When I was looking, but he's like old school European, yeah. whatever. But he was looking for the milk. He's like, I don't see it. I was like, it's there in the, in the, bottom shelf because i don't see it. i'm like are you crazy look right behind the thing he goes you don't ever call me crazy and i was like jesus all right man i'm not saying that you're crazy it's a i was expression. so funny. i was like it's just my generation dude it's just something we say i couldn't express any of that all i could do was cry <laughs> like sixth grade don't you ever call Damn. me crazy <laughs> it wasn't really that's, that's so great I, I realized this about Zach Alphanakis once when I, I when I started he was just finishing like the the one night a week rooms yeah he was just still doing that a little bit and so we do the comedy underground and um, right near the West Side Eclectic is now he was in an alleyway on Third Street in Santa Monica and he was there and I was like that guy never says hi to me and then I like I thought of it for a while what here's what I want to talk to you about it's like seeing yourself from outside yourself yeah and and judging your, your actions yes you know what I mean yeah. so then I realized like he's never said hi to me. I've never said hi to him. Yeah. Why do I expect more from him than me? And one time, I just went up there. I was like, hey, man, I'm Ari. He goes, oh, nice to meet you. And from then on, he was like, hi, Ari. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, all you got to do, you're just putting these things on people. Yeah. Like, but it's just so fake. It's just because of what? Your own insecurities or something? It's, that's exactly what happened with me in the entire alternative comedy scene. I just, in my head, I secretly hated them. Yeah. And it was just like, all it took was showing up in their green room with a case of beer. Like you apologizing to Jen Kirkman. Just be there. Everybody's yeah. pretty cool. It was, one of the, it was one of the biggest fucking revelations of my life. Because I was like, because there was, a, here's the worst part. I told, I don't know if I ever told her this, but this was the worst part. 
is I fucking said whatever I said, and then I love like whatever. I don't, I don't care. I have no repercussions for my actions. Yeah. Then I go to South Africa, and I come back from South Africa, and I downloaded Jason Nash's podcast. And as we're taking off from South Africa to fucking L.A., yeah, no internet, no, no no one to talk to. I hear her say this, all this shit about me, and I had to stew for twenty. 30 hours. This was recently? This was, no, this was a long time ago. This was probably five years ago. Oh, Nash had a podcast back then? N- yeah, Jason Nash had a podcast before anybody. Did he stop doing it? Yeah. Oh. And, uh, He's like, these podcasts aren't going anywhere. <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> Look at these emails. No, he, I think he still might do it every now and then. But, he does the Scholar Brothers podcast a lot. But uh, but he, um, I listened to it at takeoff, and I had 28 hours. And she just started railing about you? Railing about me. Who the fuck is Bert Kreischer? how the fuck how does he like just this and i was like i was like starting to drink on the plane and i'm like fucking wanted to kill her and i had it took thank god it was a long plane because i was like i'm going to i'm i fought with her in my head for like full fight you had it out solid eight hours and then fell asleep woke up started drinking again and i was like what if i just apologized because i go Mm -hmm. because my whole thing was i didn't fucking say that that was my thing. Oh, right. So why don't I just go, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, clearly, I did say that. Because if I didn't you that, mean what you think I meant. Yeah. So what, I'm sorry it was a misunderstanding. Yeah, it's my fault. Uh, whatever I said, clearly you interpreted it that way. And so that is, it doesn't matter what I thought I said. That's what I said because that's what you yeah. heard. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's so fucking crazy. B- but, you know, it's like it's like you get stuck in grudges almost. It's like you want to not be wrong, too. You always want to not be wrong. My my look about it now is I don't want to be a bitch. Like I'm such a bitch. What do you mean by bitch? By bitching about things or being a little bitch? I don't want to be a bitch. I don't want to be like that's probably a horrible terminology because it it implies that it's a female. But like I I don't want to be I don't want to be (laughs) I don't want to be a pussy. I don't want to fucking back down when I shouldn't back down. That's a better non-female term, by the way, saying pussy. That's way clearly more. I don't want to be caught wearing a skirt. Okay. Okay. Like, look, I don't know my hair in pigtails. Having my period. Yeah. Like, look, it's not about women. It's about. It's amazing. All those words about anti-man is just female. They're just saying woman. Yeah, it's just a woman. Uh huh. (laughs) But I like I've been stepped on so much in this fucking business that it's like that it's like you just you know it's like you fucking. I just don't want to. I'm just tired. I'm, I look at guys who stand up for themselves, and I go, "I want to be that guy." Right. I want to like, be like who? the guy. Like who? Like who? um. Oh, that's funny. I think about it, an example of someone who stands up for themselves. Like someone who just goes, "That's not like Dane." Dane stands okay. up for himself. He has never let someone uh fucking get one by him ever. And I not like. And I have a lot of. What do you mean? Like an insult or something? Well, he just is. He is. He's very confident in telling you how he feels about whatever and he doesn't care if he hurts your feelings when he tells it to you or if you think he's a dick or whatever uh-huh. he tells you what's going on i tweeted uh i tweeted a joke about um tosh and him um apologizing nope uh nope I was, at the, I was at a lake in fucking Alabama, and I tweeted a joke because I couldn't live tweet for my show on Travel Channel. So yeah. I tweeted a joke. Uh, guys, good news. Daniel Tosh will be live tweeting for me for my show on Thursday, right? It blows up. Like everyone, I'm like, oh, this is fucking genius. <laughs> this is fucking genius. <laughs> yeah. Turns out that is the day after he tells the rape joke. 
So uh, it's blowing up because everyone's like. Oh, so Louis had the same problem. Yeah. Did you see that Louis thick CK thing? Yeah. Where he said like, oh, I just watched an episode of a show and I said, hey, you're really funny. Like yeah. the day after. People yeah. Like, yeah. And I was like, I mean, just. And so it started blowing because of that. It's, everyone's like, is he going to be raping people? And I was like, whoa, what? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, why is everyone saying everyone's using the word rape? And I'm like, all right, hold on. <laughs> Did and I don't have just rape someone? And I, yeah. And I'm like, I don't have internet at the lake. I just have my phone. I can tweet. Oh yeah, but it's got to send out. Text. I can't just pull up a fucking web page. So I'm like. So I go, I'm going to his webpage, and there's nothing on his on his Twitter. There's nothing. The apology isn't up. I can't. I can't even see the apology. Like I, yeah. all I'm seeing is him talking to fans or whatever. But I guess the apology was lower. And then, um, and then I've, and then finally, because he had a thousand it. responses to different people. Yes, and, and then, then so finally, I get to. I find out what it is. And I'm like, all right, this is fucking bad. And because I'm like. I'm like I, this is wasn't my intention, but I can't. I don't want to delete it. I want to take it away. I'm like because you I'm feel gonna, like it'll be a statement if you delete something, right? Yeah, because I like Daniel. Yeah, and I'm not gonna fucking. It was a yeah, joke. It wasn't. It was just to try to draw attention to my show. Maybe you know, oh. wrong time, wrong time, wrong place. So then I tweet, um, Dane, um, um, wow, guys, how crazy is this? Dane Cook's throwing his hat in the ring. Looks like Dane. Uh, looks like I got to pick one. And then I tweeted. Um, Guys, stop texting me. You're both very funny. I have enough episodes for you both to do. <laughs> and then, and then Dane direct messages me, and he's like, and I, I know Dane might be pissed that I'm saying this, but I mean, but it's 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 more like, uh, you know, it's more like I'm not I'm not trying to. Um, he's cool enough now. Yeah, he but, he go, but he goes, but he goes, he goes, hey man, please don't tweet that I have beef with other fucking comics. Like, oh really? He's like, I'm getting a lot of shit for no reason at all. And it's and then I look at my thing. I'm not reading now because I don't want to read what everyone's writing about Tosh. Yeah. I just want it to be pure, so I'm just writing whatever the fuck I read. And then I'm reading them. It's like people are just shitting on Dane, and I go, my uh-huh. God, I just fucking invited that into his life. But here's the thing: I would have I would have just not said a word and then gotten angry with Dane if he had done that to me, or I would just gotten angry and sat on it. He just speaks up and goes, "Please don't do that. You're fucking." He goes, oh, yeah. "Not cool, man. I'm I'm getting a lot of shit for no reason at all. Can you please just say?" So then I write, "Guys." Huge apologies. This was all a joke. Obviously, Dane Cook and Daniel Tosh are not live tweeting for my show. I will be, and then, and then everyone's like, "Who got mad at you?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, no one." I'm, I'm, I go, "No one." I think it was irresponsible for me to pit two guys I respect. I see, a, each other. I see a lot of people doing this when they talk shit about other people. Like, can you believe this guy's doing that? And I'm yeah. totally guilty of it. I'm sure you are too. Yeah. And then I have this thought of like, has anyone actually told the guy we're talking about that they shouldn't be doing this? Yeah. Has anyone mentioned like, oh, by the way, uh, when you steal hubcaps, we all know or something. I don't, whatever <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah, you yeah. Know, whatever it is, like, just tell them so that the, instead of like talking about it constantly. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing Dane does is he tells you what he's feeling and just yeah. says it, says it right to you, and you go, okay. Like the whole TJ thing went down and he just said it, and and then I made the mistake of fucking just throwing my two cents in. Me and you both sat yeah. in that fucking room, and then all of a sudden it's like a fucking thunderstorm of shit. TJ got like, mad at me. Yeah, TJ got mad at me too. And rightfully so. I'm fucking. I mean, I don't know what we said or what we didn't say because it was in the fucking ice house, and who knows what is said in that room. It's we like just talk. It's you just talk, and but it was like then I go like then I'm like I'm like man, I'm really sorry. Like I, it's like I'm like I'm fucking just. I told him I was like I didn't mean to invite any more pain into your life at all. Yeah, we were just talking about the issue. And, and I, I didn't think you were right to do it, but I still like you. I like TJ a lot, and it just sucks because then I'm like, ah, oh, well, all right. Because I just, I just burned that bridge. It's and- so easy just to avoid somebody after those things then. You know what yeah. I mean? I ran into it at the improv like a week and a half later, and we had talked on the phone or texted back and forth about it. And I was like, hey, we okay? 
And he's like, yeah, totally, man. We're friends. And I was like, okay. But if you just walk away, then you just let yeah. something stew forever. Well, I said the other day, I got a tweet. Like, I haven't really talked to TJ since. Yeah. And I got a tweet that was like, I was involved and TJ was involved in. Yeah. And I was like, I was like. He's busy. Trust me. Like, he's doing shit. I was like, I'm not going to fucking say anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to throw my two cents It sucks in. to have to like worry about what you're going to say now. Because I was like, cause I, don't, I go, I don't know how he's going to take it. He may think that I don't like him. He may think that I like him. Who fucking knows? Yeah. But I like, I don't want him to think that I don't like him. I just want him to not think about it. Yeah. I want him to just go, oh, Bert. And so then I. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm thinking way too much. So I just, yeah, put him in, I just put him in a tweet and then he tweets back and I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. So it's like, but it's like all that shit, man. It's just so much fucking, you know, I watch, I watch some people. Like, you get mad at people. Sorry, go ahead. I watch some people, you know, not to fucking quote fucking Rogan at all, yeah. but like he calls it beta mailing where like a dude uh, basically sucks up to another dude. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's like when you beta up to somebody, you're like, you like, like if I was beta up, beta up, beta ing up to you at a at a club, I'd be like, I'd be like, man, Ari, you are so fucking funny, man. You are all, you're so fucking talented. And you're like, thank you. And you're like, seriously, you're like my fucking number one. Like I fucking, and I. That's res- like too much already. It's like yeah, it's like hey man, okay, pay the respect you. and fucking stop and so be a man and and allow me to respect you yeah and like and i'm like okay that's my new thing yeah, you don't so, have to prostrate yourself in front of people yeah it's like it's like if i send a text to someone yeah. i send one text and they don't reply that's it i get it i totally get it i go and if i'm and i'm not gonna go hey man did you get my text i'll just go right fine got it yeah because then what do you what are you hoping they say yes i did and i ignored yeah. it yeah yes i got it and you're like what were your thoughts and like a none i had none so i'm like i'm like not gonna fucking do that i'm not gonna over like there's but it's so easy you're the worst business. person i know about texting i'm horrible and i get pissed <laughs> off like I, i'll tweet then i'll text you back like what the fuck steve you don't text Byrne, back for five days fucking steve Byrne is one of my good friends yeah i've known steve oh you did that jameson tour with him yeah, right i've known steve forever Steve's really he is cool. someone i do not need to worry about our relationship we are fine whatever the fuck it is we will always be fine right? please watch sullivan and sons on tbs every whatever night he's <laughs> give, give it a chance so so he so he gets sullivan sons right yeah and it's and it's on thursday nights and i See one of his tweets, and I said, um, I said something. I tweeted something. I said, "Guys, everyone watch Sullivan Son," and um, no response. And I'm like, and I'm like, "Hey guys, um, my buddy Steve's got a new great show the next day." No response from anybody from from Steve. Oh, okay. And so, and then I and then I bump into Frank Caliendo. He's like, "Yeah, I'm tweeting back and forth with Steve." And I go, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah." So I look at Steve's profile. He's got six thousand followers, and I'm like, "I'm like, I have sixty thousand, and he hasn't." Tw-. I'm like, and "You're like, like, I know how many responses I get." And I yeah, can look and, through. yeah, and I know go through them. So I'm the like, map. "All right." So then I I tweet like, "Check out Steve on Trip Flip." Like, check out Steve. My show's after his. Hopefully, you'll watch both back to back. He's a great guy. Nothing. And I'm like, I start literally fucking going. Fuck! St- what the fuck is going on with Steve? Like, how the fuck? I start. Smiling. And then how how long how long a time? Maybe three tweets over uh, a few days. Two weeks. Okay. It's three tweets over two weeks. So then, all of a sudden, I'm fucking. I mean, I piss and moan to my buddy Cowhead about it on air. Like, I talked to Cowhead about it. I'm like, yeah. I go fucking. You get in your head about it, and then. Earthquakes or not earthquake? Uh, Lavelle Crawford starts going. Man, Kevin Hart hasn't tweeted me and like fucking this. I used to fucking be. We used to be friends. Okay, ready? 
Yeah. So like last week, Steve tweeted me three times. Tweeted about my show. Tweeted, I just saw the first one. Oh, okay, good. We're good. And oh, then yeah. he tweeted again. And I was like, oh, th- that's it awesome. Came white noise. You're then he tweeted, yeah, then he tweeted another one. I was like, oh, good for Steve. I didn't reply to any of those yeah. fucking tweets. <laughs> yeah, I always read into those things. Like, how can you written back? It's like sometimes the proper response is like if somebody sends you a test, go, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Yeah, exactly. And, and then you just don't respond back. Yeah. You're like, it gave me the reaction you hoped for. Oh, but your fucking ego's so busted. Yeah. And you're like, and I he tweeted three times about my show. what do you want to accept? What is that? Yeah. You just want to feel like equals? Who fucking knows? I want Pete, I want everyone to fucking like me. I want like But some I, I wrote Burr once. I texted him. I was like, Can you do this my storyteller show? Yeah. Uh no response back. And I was like, I get that from a lot of people. It's fine. Like I have to, sometimes I have to find people's numbers from somebody else, you yeah. know. And I'm like, hey, it's all right. And then he wrote me back like six, seven days later and I was like, Oh, by the way, I'm sorry, I forgot to get back to you. I've just been on the road a lot. Um but how about after I get back in, in September? Whatever it was. Yeah. And I was like, oh, don't worry about it. He goes, no, no, I am worrying about it. I'm not supposed to not write you back. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> that's fucking, that's, Bill's more of a man than I think the majority of comics. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. I remember Patrice. I, I want to be able to have a response to people on like an email saying, hey, this is a lot to get to. So I'm going to put it away for a while and there's a good chance I'll forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, can you wrap that response? If you ask a quick question, what time's the show? I can be like 8 o'clock and send it. If it's anything involved, I'll be like, it seems like work and I'll deal with this later. I, I uh, wanted to email. I'm, my book submissions do, uh, do, was due uh, on the first of the month. You're writing a book? Uh, yeah. Uh, and so I, I'm supposed to give 75 pages by the first of the month. Is it a taught political drama? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it is a story. A story about a boy who parties too much. Oh yeah. Wow. So, so uh, it is, but it's all short stories. It's all party oh, stories. Cool. It's like the Will Smith story. It's like those th- things. Oh nice. So um. So nice. I uh. So I, I my agent. I send her my submission. I go. Oh, uh, I'll send it. Leanne's reading it I'll send it to you tomorrow and she goes okay so I send them all and one of them doesn't send and she goes hey I never got that one and I'm like okay and then I look at my phone I'm like oh I don't have to attach it on my phone I was like I'll just do it later don't do it don't do it do stand up party wake up I'm like oh I gotta send that and I was like ugh I don't wanna fucking log my take my computer out of the bag and log it on so then I finally do that and I'm having problems with the wheel spinning so I go I gotta take it to the genius bar I can't get it and I just put it off until today fucking today I finally fucking gave her the story and I was like I felt like saying sending an email going here's the deal I can do this for you but you're gonna need to like psycho call me yeah like yeah, how between do you have the hours of two and four what? how do you have that conversation with people like don't annoy me but casually say I still need that yeah once yeah. in a while in oh, a nice I, way yeah I just told I just told uh, I told my agent she knows she knows well, well, like she is well aware. I, you need to, I need to be up your ass because you will not send it. I just, I just get caught up in. I shit. feel like showing people like that, like business people, on my phone. and be like, this is me setting six alarms for when I have to get up. Yeah. I set three <laughs> for one point for that shower ready, and yeah. then three later for like you're too late for the shower. Oh, if you look at my phone, like at any given time, my wife loves doing this. Like if you look at my phone, it's just all fucking just like, stuff you don't get back to. Huh? Nothing. It's nothing. And then you enter my password. I like that so much better. And it's like I have thirty missed calls. I have nineteen text messages. I haven't even read. I have forty nine emails. I know I have eighty two emails. Yeah. Then you look at my Facebook. I have twenty eight. Emails like messages on Facebook. I, my Twitter is the only one I follow. You, so it's like, yeah, I used to get mad at Rogan all the time if he didn't respond to an email or a text. I'm like, yeah. motherfucker, come on, dude. 
Yeah. Just fucking get with it. And then I started getting a little busier be- because of Joe Rogan, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I started getting busier. <laughs> and, uh, and then sometimes you get out of a movie and there's eight things and you're like, okay, I got to do this one first. I'll write back to you in a second. And yeah. you get into a back and forth with somebody and then you still haven't gotten back to that person and they just needed some quick advice. Yeah. Um, tell me what time, what, what place that, that restaurant is or whatever it is. And you just keep not getting back to them and they're so mad at you. And then I realize like, Joe is, Eight times busier than I am oh. at my busiest. Oh, well, I and remember, I'm like, oh, I now I get first, it. First, I remember the first time I tweet. He tweeted me, and then I tweeted him back, and he replied, and then I we went back and forth for like a day, and I was yeah. like, I was like, cool. And then like a week later, I tweet him, and nothing. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I mind at the time I had three thousand followers. Yeah. Then now I'm at sixty thousand followers, and I'll go to my phone, and it's like like after doing this podcast yesterday, I go to my phone, and they don't like. When you look at your at replies, it do- it doesn't show you the last two hundred. It shows you the last ten, and then some of those are just, are just lost gone. on your phone. Yeah, yeah, they're lost. My computer like- doesn't read all of them. Yeah, when I go on Twitter dot com, yeah, if I get it that way, there'll be some on my phone that aren't on that. Yeah, and it's like it's like I like holy shit, like that's insane. And then I'm thinking, wow, at the time he probably had three hundred thousand oh, yeah. followers, and here I am now- with three thousand. Like I'm seeing all mine. And he's like, it's a hundred times more than you have to deal with. It is a hundred times. Do you do the math with, with people when you tweet them when they don't tweet you back? Or, or just like if you ask them a specific question. Like what? if you ask me a question yeah. like, oh, are you uh, free for lunch tomorrow or something like that over Twitter and I don't write you back, then I do the math. I'm like, okay, I have 40,000. They yes. have 80. <laughs> would double the amount of responses. It'd be too yeah. much. I don't know. But if they have 41,000, I'm like, no, not an excuse. Because yeah. that's oh, the same as me. Let me tell you something. Uh, fucking. Chael Sonnen yeah. uh, direct messaged me the other day. Nice. Yeah, he was like, uh, you know, nice. Um, I tweeted something. He like, you know, you know, outstanding post or, you know, it's it, it's it's uh, it. And I was like, I was like, I'm gonna tell him, you know, that I heard his podcast or whatever, or whatever. I don't. I, I, he obviously is whatever. I don't know. He heard me or whatever. So yeah. I was like, well, I want to get to know him. I mean, I fucking think he's awesome and he's a fucking interesting dude. So I go yeah. to DM him. And um, he's not following you. And he's not following me. And I go, Dame's the same way. I go, fucking cocksucker. And I go, son of a bitch. And then I start in my head. I'm like, I'm like, why would it? Doesn't he want to know what I have to say? And then I look. He's not following anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, he DMs everybody, and then just never, like, Does he never. That's re- how he does it. Yeah. It's an easy way. And I was like, you know what? And then I was like, who do we really fucking expect him to me and him to go back and forth? You know? Yeah. Like, it was cool that he sent that. I take a lot That's of shit for the same thing. And it's like. And like, why aren't you following me? It's like, I just don't want to, I don't want to follow anybody. But then you have to think of like, these people are going to get mad at you for oh, not yeah. following them back. And then it's like, well, first of all, that's the reason I stop following people. I yeah. don't want people like Adam Hunter. People I'm friends with, like, I'm just not into it lately. So I just want to l- lower the amount of people I follow. Yeah. <laughs> you just didn't make the cut. It's not a big deal. But he's like, well, you don't follow me anymore. I'm like, all right, I'm out with everybody. I'm out with everybody. I don't yeah. want this response anymore. I follow too many. But if some people get upset at you, like, you're like, that's out of my control. I didn't mean it as an insult. So I can't worry about it. I look and like how many um, people do you follow? Five hundred and forty. So you don't see what everybody says. You just you just glance. And I stuff can't here even there. look. I, and it's like and the ones that I do are like people that were fans of the show of Birth of Conqueror mm-hmm. who post like ridiculous page upon page about like about Justin Bieber. It's like kids, you know. And I'm like I go I can't follow you anymore. Yeah. Or like or like you know one. There's oh yeah. It's just like it becomes too much. Yeah. And you're like Brody. I had that problem when he was going through his. Breakdown. Yeah, I was oh, like, man, I remember. even said, like, have you seen the show yet? It's fucking amazing. Really? Oh, you haven't seen it? I have to download it. It's not on torrents oh, it's yet. Fucking so good. 
Really? Oh, it's I'm so assuming good. it is. I don't know why I say really, but I want to. So I've heard good. only that. It's here's the thing. It is you watch first episode and you go, oh, I love Brody. That's yeah. it. That's what the first one is. And then at the end of the first one, they show his, his breakdown, and they show it, and you're like, oh my god, how are they pulling out of this? I said this to Sarah last night because she hasn't seen it, and then I go, and in the middle of the second one, halfway through the second one, you go, hold on, there's a second, a second where you go, I know Zach would never exploit Brody, but are they exploiting him? And right. then the second you think that, it's just enough of a hook to go, no, they're not. I want to watch his emotional journey out of this. Right. And they show that, and it ends with you going, I can't wait to see him tonight. I'm like fucking right. so proud of him. I'm so excited for him. Like, cool. Like you're like, fuck, Brody. Like it, they, show, they show him coming back. It's fucking so good. Wow, it is. I wa- It is a show that you will watch the first you think one. When you're shooting that, like it's the Brody Stevens show about his life and stuff, and then he has his breakdown. At first, you think you're like, "Fuck!" And you're like, "Oh, wait a minute, this might be." I guarantee really you, there's good. one person on that that was like, that was like, not Zach. Yeah, I guarantee you, Zach was like, "Uh, uh-uh, fucking," because he's Zach's one that had him committed. Yeah. Zach and Raph. Yeah, but um, but I guarantee you that. I guarantee you that I bet Zach probably thought of it a little beyond whatever I would think of it, and was like, "Look, he is." This is going to become common knowledge. People are going to yeah. know he had a nervous breakdown, and how are we going to get him out of this? It, how are we going to make him, because people know, not back into it? Right. How are we going to As Arath always sure, said, it's, like, it's going to be embarrassing, and that's going to set him back in. So yeah. we have to make it not embarrassing for him. And it's not. It's, it's no. re- Man, you look at his Twitter feed, and it's everyone you respect in comedy going, I started watching, and I couldn't stop watching it. His, and, every, and he retweeted all of them, yeah. but he was, you could tell it's like fucking everyone. It's really good. Did you? Um, you know, it's so yeah. funny. He came over here during that during that period where he was starting to spiral. Came over here. Yeah, I called him. I, I, he lived down the street, so I used to call him all the time and go, "Hey, we're having a barbecue. Come down and have you know, eat some food or whatever." And and he was always like, "I can't. I can't. I, I can't. I wish I could. And I'm busy. I'm." Yeah. And then one day he was like, "Okay." Yeah. And he showed up, and he was, but he looked totally fine. Yeah, that's the thing with mental mental yeah. problems. He was, I mean, he was genuinely fine. He was and you like, have some times where you're like, today is great. And then tomorrow and the next day will be like spot, yeah. out of control. Yeah. Um, did you ever hear my podcast with Brody? No. It was one of my better ones. Really? Yeah. I heard his podcast with Red Man. Oh, yeah? The one where he had his roommate, Johnny Spanish, in. Oh. <sighs> I was, I, I mean, that was obviously before you, you knew that he was you know, having problems with his medications or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or even that he had any issues like that at all. And I fucking loved it because I was like, he so micromanaged it. It was like he couldn't, like he couldn't get out of the forest because he kept walking in circles. It was fucking hilarious. He fought with Johnny Spanish. Johnny Spanish left at one point. Red Band left at one point. Really? Yeah. It was fucking. It was a great podcast. I love. Yeah, it. I was gonna have him on once, and I was like, "Ooh, you're not fully better yet." So oh, yeah. let's, let's wait another couple months. He's uh It's it's a really great show. I think you'll like it. I okay. think. I hope they do a season. I'm sure. Well, I don't know why nobody's fucking ripped it to the internet yet. That's the way HBO works. HBO goes really hard to steal. Really? Yeah. The nerd should know. Anyway, let's get back to this for a second. What time is it? Do I still have time? Do have to, what time do you leave? 10 o'clock is the show. Oh, yeah, you have time. It's what eight, time is it? 8, 15, 8, oh, 10. are you stuck? fucking serious? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. You're like, oh, this is totally dragging. Oh, God. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was having so much fun. It's like you ever get into a place where you're talking and then you're like, this has been two hours. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I smoke a oh. lot. That happens too with time. God. Time goes away. So, um, what were we going to say? Do you ever see a comic, another comic, who's getting some level of fame or respect? And and want to tear him down 
in some way in your head? Um, I will. I can't say yes. Yeah, I, I can't say yes only because only because I think I I am better at. I would rather tear someone down before they get famous. Say so that person's terrible. It's guy sucks. Like, like, I, like, no, I, I don't know. That's not really accurate either. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I really tear people apart. Like, uh, like, um, like, um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of someone who's gotten very famous very quickly. Like, I always mm-hmm. like Tosh. When he blew up, I was like, I still fucking like him. I've yeah, that was an easy Burr. one for a lot of people because it was like some people said he was an asshole. I didn't know him one way or the other, but like. Um, I was always like, well, he's hilarious, yeah. and he's making it. So I've that, always loved Bill Burr. For us. Yeah. I've always loved, uh, like, um, like I love, I love Joey. I love that he's now getting uh-huh. a lot of respect on the road. You, it's usually like, younger people, um, right? When they uh, okay, Adam Devine. Adam Devine. Okay, there you go. Perfect example. I fucking like him. Yeah, he's. Fun. I like he's him. Nice. I don't care. Like, I like. There's advice I'd give him about about stand up. Yeah, where I where where I, I would I would venture to say it's valuable. Where I go, you know, um, always be doing the road. Um, it's not about the money right now. Don't try to get your big payday. Because oh, you went through this. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you fucking get out on the road and get the clubs to like you. If you give them somewhat of a deal now and you get your name out and you have killer shows, don't try to make your killing right now. Like, that's my two cents. Right. Well, I didn't get to have that conversation with him, but like he came to Omaha this week and did a guest set. Really? And, yeah. And What's he, he doing in Omaha? He's from there. Oh, okay. But I partied with him in Yeah, Divine's really cool and good. Yeah. Yeah. Um a TJ like I like TJ Miller. was yeah was um I would say a young talent I don't know uh-huh. how old he is but like he's right when he got out here he's he made good yeah. in Hollywood. But it's like it's like what am I going to begrudge a guy who can fucking book acting gigs? But some people do. Yeah, it's like, like some people just good at it. They they just no, go no, no, I'm room. saying some people do begrudge them oh, in really? some way where they're like, "Well, I've done this this and this and for me to accept that you're making it." That's so yeah, that's that's insane to say with TJ only because I'm like like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I don't. I don't really begrudge anyone. I used to do it at the store when she was torturing me and not letting me become a regular. Yeah, and I would see other people get passed, and I'm like, motherfucker, I'm better than that guy. And well, that's I, a very want to hate them more. That's a very easy because that is the exact same thing. That that okay, that makes sense. Um, and yes, there were times like uh, like where I'd watch people because uh-huh. I worked the door at the Boston Comedy Club, and I watch young comics come in and just fucking get spots. And I'd be like, yeah. "Hold on, how come I'm having to work the door and this guy gets a spot? Like that makes no sense." Yeah. But then at the time, I was like, I always had a healthy respect for good comedy. So like that happened to Nick Swardson, but I never pissed and moaned about Nick because he so was, I was like, he's fucking hilarious. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Rubin never pissed and moaned because he's fucking hilarious. Like um. The way that guy it would happen. Us. I'm trying to think the people it would happen to now. I mean, I don't think they are doing comedy anymore. I've been telling the door guys at the store now. It took me to realize at some point where I realized, like, some of my friends would get passed, and I realized, like, oh, it's not them or me. It's just not me. Yeah. So then it may as well be them. Exactly. Uh, uh, that my whole She's thing about my me. stand-up is like, like yeah. I was like, look, I'm just not. I I'm fucking. I I haven't been doing stand-up long enough. Stop it. What a gigantic dog. She's what kind of dog beast. is it? Bull Mastiff. God, that thing is bigger than my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen your dick. The, uh, she's, a, she's a fucking... You know, I got banned from the improv for six months because of you. <laughs> for me? Yeah. Why? It wasn't because of you, but you were like... You, you said something to me after... Uh, I was like, <laughs> I'm just remembering this now. You said something to me at the improv bar, and you're like... I saw your, Maybe you saw, I saw your HBO set or something. 
Yeah. And oh, then, yeah. And then I was like, I appreciated the compliment. I was like really happy with I it. Said, I said, I talked to uh, like three dudes out of that that I complimented. It was you, yeah. Jesselnick, and, uh, and, um, fuck, he quit doing Jeffries. comedy. No, no, the, uh, the guy, um, quit doing he, comedy. he used to work with Stan Hope and he had, uh, um, the interest. Nope, he used to work with Stan Hope. Oh, Sean Rouse. Sean Rouse. Yeah. I, Sean Rouse. I was like, you guys are the fucking. After all that three show, of you. he was my favorite comic for about a year. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, and so I, but why? What did I do? Well, because I was fucking around that show, I took my dick out. Yeah. For, and then, but then they asked me to go on that night at the end of like that rock comedy show. Yeah. It was unruly. Yeah. And I could see you there watching, and I wanted to do something to impress you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Are you I just wanted to do something. I was like, fuck, I got to do something to impress this guy. He just gave me a compliment. Are you fucking I serious? I can't go down in this audience of fucking tatted up fucking drunks that aren't listening. I can't go down. God, that is so. It's so funny. It's so funny because it's you know it's so funny because I I remember that night and I remember I remember seeing you on stage thinking man I'm not that comfortable on stage. That's all I thought. Like it just was like the one thing was like the way you hold the mic, the way you talk. I go man, he's really put in some fucking hours. Like he oh, really. Yeah. That's the one thing I really. I didn't even listen to the jokes because I was like I was like man, he's so comfortable on stage. I still get nervous and I'm still fucking antsy. I'm like I'm still like I may get comfortable, but yeah. in, at the improv, I always it took me a while. I always get up and I'm like slapping the piano and I'm like, all right, what are we going to talk about? Black people? All right, perfect. Asians? Here we go. Like, like you're worried, you mean? You're still not. I just didn't tell impression. No, but I still get like worried. Yeah. That's so fucking funny. Yeah. So I pulled my dick out again and they were like, they called me like a, a week later. Who called you? Eric Abrams when he was still a talent coordinator there. Say? He was like, hey, Ari. And I, it was like a week, at, a week and a couple days later. Yeah. Like that might have been on a Thursday and it was like not the next Monday, the Monday after that. So I was like, it's already passed. Yeah, um, I just thought he was calling to give me a spot or something. I was like, "What's up, man? How you doing?" He's like, "I gotta ban you." <laughs> and I was like, "What? Why?" He's like, "Pulling your dick out. You can't do that." You like, like, "Would you do that other places?" I'm like, "Yes, I do it at the comedy store, like weekly." <laughs> what are you talking about? And he still banned you. He was like, "They wanted to ban you for a year." I talked them down to six months. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? And they said they got a lot of complaints um, later. And that's when I realized, oh, that's just a tool they used in yeah. order to make yeah. it seem no one like... Gets complaints. Yeah. They just I mean, they get... It. The worst is when they get complaints and they think it's funny to play it for you. Oh. Like, I've, that's happened to me on the road. I happened in, in Texas. Um, the guy... Like, I was in Dallas and the guy because was Because they like, think you wouldn't care because you're yeah. better than this. And I this. go, dude, you're fucking with my head. Like, I'm getting on stage right now. And he was like... <laughs> Showing the like, person's making some good he's points. Like, you got, you got to hear this guy. This guy's fucking message is hilarious. And I'm like, I'm like, what is it? And he's like, you got to hear this. And then he starts playing it, and it's like, um, I was at the show last night, and the joke he does about his daughter with the dog and and his other daughter is child pornography. <laughs> it is child pornography, and I will not stand for it. I will, I will do whatever I can to get his children taken away from him. And I'm like, really? I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah, and I've been telling this joke. I told it on Showtime. I was like, no one's ever had a fucking problem. People at Travel Channel have heard this joke. And my trust me when I say this. If anyone's going to pull me aside and casually say, there's travel. a bit we should lose, it would be Travel. They've never once. They've seen my act. The entire company has seen my act. Really? They know everything about me, and they've seen that joke in particular. Some and they're people like, just get upset. Yep. And you can't worry like, about those people. You have to be like, all right, you're just crazy. You're like yeah. an angry person. God forbid that guy write a fucking blog. Yeah fucking one blog and every all of a sudden everyone's like we were we were told that to, when Mooney got complaint letters is when I started the store we were supposed to call him and read them to him really uh, yeah and then we would we would send those people two free tickets 
and say he will strongly be reprimanded. Um, thank you for your input here. Enjoy two free tickets to the comedy store. And he may or may not have been on the night they came again. We're just, we're just calm and he'd laugh. He's like, tell me what's the next page. Wait, did you ever hear my favorite, favorite, favorite one is Doug Stanhope. What? Did you ever hear what Stanhope did? About a complaint? Yeah. No. He got a complaint letter. He got a complaint email. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was like, I um, was at your show and uh, I do not, I did not find um, any of your material funny. The jokes about uh, abortion and rape and child molestation and especially jokes about 9-11 yeah. were in horrible taste and I will do everything I can to uh, see that you get punished for this. And Doug Sanhope writes back, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> and he goes, as a matter of fact, that night as I received my script from the club, <laughs> I was appalled that they would have me talk about such subjects. Please reach out to the Better Business Bureau, <laughs> to the club, right, whatever. And then the lady writes back, well, I... I knew something was going on. It couldn't have been that you would come up with that. It was like fucking genius. It was genius. It's like, fuck. You know, it's like when you see someone do a genius thing like that, that is like, it's like, you know, like that for me is like, that is the heart and soul of a comedian. Yeah. The guy that is going to, even in the moment of that, he's going to, here's the thing that fucking drives me nuts. Okay. So when you start comedy, the day you start and the day you start getting sets, you change your style of thinking. You to what? Uproot it. I uprooted mine entirely to go, everything's a fucking joke. Oh, right, right. Comedy and everything. I'll carry a notebook with me. I used me. to say, instead of looking at the world with rose-colored glasses, have you ever heard that saying? Yeah. Like, everything's nicer. We look yeah. at the world with idiot-colored glasses. Yeah. Like, how are people fucking up that I can call attention to it? Exactly. And you, you put a notebook in your pocket, mm-hmm. maybe even a tape recorder, yeah. and you... And you and if anything's funny, you everything write it down. you're internalizing goes through that through that. Um, I don't, God, I don't know words anymore. Yeah, no, it it you're, it does that Rube Goldberg whatever it uh-huh. is. But yeah, it's Rube Goldberg, everything. Yeah. And 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 people applaud comics and they love comedians. But they got to realize there's a price you pay. Just like an athlete goes, yeah. I'm going to do fucking X, Y, and Z to be an athlete. I'm going to eat horrible fucking meals that taste like shit because I want to be in perfect condition. Shape, yeah. I'm going to sleep good. I'm not going to party. I'm not going to smoke weed. I'm not going to fuck before my fight. I'm going to train ridiculous amounts of hours and I'm going to live like a monster until my fight's coming up or until my, my game. I'm going to be a fucking beast. You, that's what they pay. And I'm not saying that we have anything similar to that, but we no, are similar. the people that uh, that we try to find humor in everything. Yeah. So when people get fucking pissed that Dane makes a joke about this or Daniel makes a joke about that, I go, I go, hold on. Like you can't get both sides. Like it's like Patrice said, the we're just trying to make you laugh. We're not trying yeah. to make you like I I I it's been so hard for me because I'm trying to change my way of thinking to start editing myself because I don't want to offend people on the road and have someone videotape it but then i go no you cannot be concerned with that I, I, at one point i was like i was i was making a fucking joke in whatchamacallit in um in in fucking omaha and it was in bad taste i forget exactly what the joke was but it was like you know it's like when you're talking and you're like uh you're like this this max games you know like you make your little offhand remark and i was like and it got a groan i was like guys it's a fucking joke but i was like you need me to do, i need to new i need to be able to have the right to do that yeah. In order to do the other shit too. Yeah. Like you need all the facilities. Yeah, Patrice said it once the best after I think ONA had that problem with the homeless guy saying yeah. he wanted to like 
make love to Condoleezza Rice hard. Yeah. And they took that to be a rape joke. Yeah. And they're like, one, it's not us. It's this, we're making fun of this guy who's talking crazy talk. Yeah. And two, he didn't really say, it wasn't a rape joke. He was just, like, you're interpreting it wrong. And uh, he went on like Fox News or MSNBC with one of the girls who's like against it. Do you ever see this? Brilliant. Yeah. And she's like, we're outraged. He goes, she is outraged, everyone. She's yeah. outraged. It was so fucking great. Yeah. But the point he made was that it goes, lollipop jokes and rainbow jokes and rape jokes, they all come from the same place of like, do you like this? Yeah. And then sometimes yes, sometimes no. And you figure out what's funny based on that. It's, it's the truth. And it's like, here's what it did to me. So, so I, so the Tosh rape thing happens. And then I wish those guys hadn't apologized. What? Tosh and, and Dan Cook. I, I hate that they apologize. I wish that I, 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 I just thought it was, I thought it was a tad bit out of character for Daniel. Like I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I was like, I was like, wow. I w- once you open that floodgate, I mean, everything, every joke he makes on Tosh Bono is apologetical. Yeah, is apolo- apolog- apologeticable. I don't know. I don't know. What <laughs> fucking morons yeah. we are. We're just sitting here apologetical. <laughs> so, but like, and maybe it'll work. But like the the thing that um that I that I came out with, and this is like, it's like someone said this. Someone said this. I think Louis said it, and he goes, "You know what's great about this is now we talk. We're talking about it. Right? And he's like, we're talking about it. We're having a conversation about it. Reminding people, you should stand thank up. him to, for doing this because now we're all talking about it. So I was like, I was like, yeah, I've been t- I, I'm on the road. I'm driving with Leanne from fucking D.C. to Atlanta to Tampa. Yeah, and I ended up talking to Leanne about it and my wife. And this recently. Yeah, this is right when it happened. Oh, okay. So I tweeted about that thing. I was in Alabama and I was leaving to go to Tampa. So I, I tweet about it and I read about the Tosh thing. So I start talking to Leanne. I said, you know, it's so funny. I don't really have any. I don't really have any rape jokes. But I don't have any rape jokes. I don't have any rape jokes just because I just I just don't. I don't have a good one. Yeah. Like I had I had one that was really good, yeah. really good. And what was it? Ma- I I don't even want to get into it because it's a little longer and it's like. Okay. But I and I was so proud that I'd gotten away with it. I told it one night and it killed, fucking killed. And I go back to the back where at the Brea Improv and Matt Fol- Fultron sitting in the back. And I go, I go full charge. I just told a fucking, can you believe that worked? And he goes, yeah, except for the fact that there are chicks that have been straight up raped in here uh-huh. and you just ruined their night. <laughs> and I was like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but then Leanne said to me, she goes, well, uh. she goes, what you need to do is you, I think she goes, if you want to be a responsible comic or you want to be a responsible artist or talent, yeah. she goes, just find out what's important to you and talk about that. So when they do come down on you, you can stand behind what like, you believe no, in. I made this joke. Yeah, yeah. I had this problem when I was making fun of fat people. And I had this joke about how people would have to like, as they walk, they have to walk like one leg around the other. You yeah. know, they're too fat. They can't go straight. Yeah. Um, but then I remember doing it a few times early, early, like two years in. Yeah. And then doing it and there was a really fat girl there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just trying to tell this fat joke. Yeah. But you're going to feel bad. Like, and that's I'm, not what I'm going for. Yeah, it's like it's like. Mm. Do, do you ever do you ever have like a, a like they pull you aside and they're like, there's a guy in a wheelchair in the third row, and you're like. All right, won't be telling my wheelchair joke, and right. then you're like, "Wait, why would I ever tell it if if I couldn't tell it in front of a guy?" Yeah, if I so made me stay, stop saying the word retard. Yeah, I used it when there was a retard or Down syndrome person or something. Really, in the back, and I felt so shitty, and I'm like, I didn't even mean. I wasn't talking about retarded people. Yeah, I was talking about some guy who did something dumb. Yeah, and I'm throwing around the word retard, and I'm like, it's making him or anyone who has a relative that's retarded feel bad for the wrong reason. And it shouldn't. It's you. You what? You, you what? You, I see what you're saying. You want it? If I want- drop an n bomb. Yeah. I meant nigger. You know what I mean? 
if I say it, it's yes, like that's what yes, I meant. Yes. And only black people will be yes. offended by it because yes, that's who I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm I not saying that. like, look at this guy niggering up my trash. Like yeah. I'm not gonna. That, no, yeah. I'm only using it so the right people would get affected by it. Yes, yes, I see. What, you, know, you know, if so- I call you a fag for wearing sandals, I'm like I'm offending a whole other group of people. That I'm not even trying to. Yeah. Fuck the sandal wearing people. That's who I'm trying to get. <laughs> yeah. But then there's this gay guy who's afraid to come out of the closet who just feels like, uh uh-uh. Like he feels and, dirty. He goes, yeah. oh, great. I'm, I'm worse. And that's what I'm not trying to do at all. That's an interesting way to look at it. So, so, the, so that's a really interesting way to look at it because you don't want, you don't want um, uh, friendly fire. Right. Yes, exactly. You want you want whatever you're aiming at to be the thing you're aiming at. Yeah. And you don't want to like if I'm going to make uh fun of apples, I don't want to call them the Asians of the, you know, like right. like and everyone's like, "Wait, what the fuck did I do?" <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. you just want to go apples. I'm talking about apples. <laughs> it's an interesting insight because I never looked at it that way. And there's so many times that I use that I that I'm irresponsible with language where I just go. Yeah, but that's it's our the job. quickest way to get from A to B. But we're linguists. Yeah, that's our job. We're we're orators. Yeah, we're supposed to think of the right word to evoke the right thing. Yeah, I don't I don't use the N word in my act or even in passing for two reasons. Number one, not I mean I just don't like it's a fun word. I've tried not to, but I can't. I just every set I have to throw throw at least five or six. In. <laughs> no, I barely. I, I I haven't said one on stage for a long time. I had. I never. I've never said one. Oh, I've said it on stage. I said it on stage with. I'm talking um, about the word. Usually, I can throw it in. No, I I said it on stage because I had a story that it was really perfect. Uh huh. And it was the it was the punchline. Yeah. And a black guy said it in the story, and I believed that it was. I believed that it was integral to the story, and that that story was worth it. And then it was yeah. a funny thing that happened to me, and uh, and uh, um, and an old black guy. I told it in Cleveland. Yeah. And an old black guy goes, uh, "I like the story. I just wish there was a different word you could use." And I was like, "I go, yeah, but that's what he said." And he goes, "I know, but you're a smart guy. If you could think of a different word, it may get everyone to laugh." See, those are the kind of things that like that what that guy said yeah. that would make you think about apologizing. Yeah, you know, we're like, mm, like he wasn't mad have, at me. You do have a small point. I can't like yeah. t- completely dismiss your point. And so I just stopped telling it because I was like, I go, fuck it. I'm not. Nothing's that important. Not no word is as important to me as losing a fucking like as over something you don't t- like. You're not trying to make this guy yeah. feel bad. I'm not trying to. I was trying to tell a story that happened to me, and he was like, he was like, you know, I mean, there's a lot of racial slurs that are not as offensive anymore. You might want to look at those. Yeah, because that word means a lot it's to electric, a lot of that people word, and i was like i was like well th- i really appreciate you telling me that he goes i don't mind you talking about black people i don't mind you yeah. talking about race uh, from you know it's not what uh when people goes, say how would you feel if i said the word kike and it's like kike doesn't have nearly the kind of reaction you yeah. know ability as as the n-bomb does not nah, oh it makes everyone shut up and feel weird if you just heard it you feel weird like it's one of the oh. it's the truth and it's like uh one of the funnest times i've ever had on stage is i was saying how I had this bit about Jews being poor at some point, and we were like the NBA. They had a team called the Syracuse Jews. It was like we were the poor, we were boxers and everything. Like yeah. when we came out here, and I said we were the original niggers, but I meant it because like no, no, we were looked down on in the same way. Yeah. <laughs> and some like jovial black guy in the back was like, no, no, you got to say niggas. It's niggas, you know that thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay. 
So that's it? He goes, yeah. I goes, okay, so you filthy niggas are moving into my neighborhood. <laughs> these fucking niggas are fucking white women. <laughs> and he was just loving it. He was laughing. And that's totally okay. But if you complain about that shit and take it out of context, yeah. it would sound horrible. But- if, oh, you take anything I say out of context yeah. and it sounds horrible. I started, like, I, I, like, I started uh, yeah, I've been micromanaging this. I'm like, I'm like, some fucking guy was videotaping in the, at UCB last night, like yeah. videotaping the front row, and we're doing... Doug's podcast, and then I was like, "Wait, I'm fucking tape recording it. Like, I better be careful with what I'm saying." Yeah. I was like, watching. I'm like, "Easy, buddy," but I'm talking to a fucking microphone. Yeah, to be given to everybody. Yeah, um, but only the people that are here. Yeah, not was, the people who couldn't get in. Yeah, and like, I said like fucking so many irresponsible things, but it's like I don't know. Who cares? Not not, not irresponsible, bad. But like I said, like Charlize Theron killed her dad, and and apparently it was her mom. But like she it, did. Oh yeah, her mom killed her dad. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that was that's actually accurate. But I was saying Charlize Theron did it, and they had to smuggle her out of the country. And everyone's like, "Wait, you can't say that about somebody." I go, "No, that's the fucking truth. That's what I believe the truth to be." Yeah. And then Amy Schumer was like, "It was her mom." And I was Don't like, "Details wrong." And I was like, "Oh." And then I said that uh, that fucking I was out of it. I said that uh, that uh, Princess Leia, yeah, Carrie Fisher, broke into someone's backyard and knocked out all her teeth with a rock. And then someone in the audience was like, uh, "I think you're thinking of Margot Kidder." And I was like, "You're right." And then I said <laughs> that the entire cast of Archer lives in Atlanta. And this kid fucking Ben Schwartz was like, "You're out of your fucking mind." I know three of the dudes. So they're my neighbors, and I was like, "All right." And it's like, I was like, I was like, "Thank God, I was inaccurate on everything that came out of my mouth." So by the time I said Charlie's there on killed her dad, everyone's like, "Fuck we this guy!" We don't believe you. Yeah, okay. we don't believe a word you're fucking saying. But then I was like, then you go, "What if Charlie's there on hears that?" Like she's, "What if she listens to Doug Loves Movies?" I tried getting a rumor started for years of that that um, fuck, what's her name? God damn it, I can't remember her name. Oh, Forget fucking that. come on! Who's you ever see the movie Bully? Yeah. Who's the girl that was the hot slutty girl? The, Bijou wait, Phillips. Yes. The rumor oh. was that Bijou Phillips has swamp pussy. <laughs> that was your rumor? <laughs> that was the rumor. I really wanted to get it going. And I wanted, I hoped to one day to hear it from someone else talking to someone, <laughs> a third person. And the, I would have known. I wonder if the people who go like, oh, Cameron Diaz has horrible skin. Yeah. They started that one. That got around quick. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, her and Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt doesn't take showers. Yeah, like, there's things a, like that. Yeah, there's yeah. A real, there's like really good ones. Where Somebody like, saw him on an off day and he yeah. just come from the gym. It's like, hey, Keanu Reeves, they, like, I remember the gay guys love to say that Keanu Reeves was gay. And I'm like, I can't believe it. You gay refuse guys. to believe it. I refuse to. He's Not fucking Keanu man. Reeves. Yeah. I love when they do that. Here's that, that's the other thing. That's really fun to do to your friend, by the way, when you're in college. Just you and three dudes sit him d- down and go, we Tell think you're gay. Oh really? And then they won't get pussy for like seven months. They'll be you know, they'll be overthinking everything they do. <laughs> they're so worried about. They're like, "Look, am I gay? Are you fucking kidding me? How did I not see this?" We used to do it to my buddy Obi all the time. Obi, Obi, and then and then um, we yeah. Well, we thought he was gay at one point, and then he pulled me aside and he's like, "You know, now that you said that, it's like I can't fucking like I just can't talk to chicks." He's like, you fucked me up. And then we thought it was funny, so we did it to another guy. Yeah, we were real sensitive. We were good friends. <laughs> it's college. You can't care. Fuck. Do you ever, with your travel channel show and everything, do you ever feel like you're, like, not the word high and mighty, but something along those lines. Do you ever feel like, hey, I'm better than you to anyone else? Never. Never? I feel the exact opposite. Like, I don't feel like, first of all, I'm bottom of the, bar- bottom of the barrel talent at travel channel. Like I'm not okay. the most important guy at travel channel. So I'm, so I've never felt like that with anyone I work with at travel. And secondly, I, always, I, I genuinely think I am very happy at travel. 
Yeah. I love my situation of travel. I love what I do. I love the people I work with, and I love the company I work for. I would never trade it for a million years. However, I do look at people, and I'm, I think... What's your show on? Thursday nine? nights at, at nine. Okay. It's called Trip Flip. And so we just got picked up for a second season. So, but, um, but I always think that I'm... I think that no comedian envies my position. I think they go, oh, it's nice that he's a job. I mean, yeah, I'd take a job like that, but... No, is you're it way my, wrong. I'm sure they... A ton of comedians envy your position. I think a lot of them look at it and they're like, I mean, I wouldn't mind doing it, but is it what people I want to do? People you're thinking about. Oh, obviously, it's not what anyone's dream is. Yeah, it's no one's dream but to 90% be like... 90% of comics or more, even in L.A., yeah. are not making their living in comedy or, or Hollywood in general. I think I, well, I'm I'm so I'm, I'm grateful job. for that. Like that's the one thing that here's the, here's the other other they're side. Of that any jobs like this guy's doing what we all want to do. I've done living. I've done enough showcases with yeah. people that I've seen them turn down auditions, turn down jobs. I've never turned down an audition. I've never turned down any job. I've yeah. taken everything that's ever come my way. So there's a lot of opportunities that thankfully did not happen. So yeah, that this one yeah. could. So I look at my career as like I could be doing a fucking dancing llama show on fucking Animal Planet. Did you audition for one? I, I had one. I had one. I've done a yeah. pilot for that. I had a show where I had to search, search for the world's fluffiest dog. I did a celebrity bowling competition. I always think show. It's you ever see those syndicated shows? Like, yeah. like the not, I've not, done not those. Xena, but like the next like ten years after Xena, the Warrior Princess, where yeah. it was like it's on. And if you're some actor, you're like, hey, you want this audition? It's like, oh, I'll take the audition. And then you yeah. get it, and you're like. Now I'm stuck on this thing making two grand a week. There was a whatever guy, it is there was for a five years. And you can't Doc. do anything else. Do you remember Doc? Which mm-hmm. was Doc was shot in Canada. Okay, it was uh, Miley Cyrus's dad, Billy Ray Cyrus's show, where he played a doctor, a country doctor. Oh yeah, and he was country doctor. What was that on? It's fucking Pax. Just syndicate. Okay. Pax. Yeah. And this woman was on Pax, and I knew her, and she had a fucking reoccurring role, but the money sucked, and she was like, Stuck. we're fucking never going to stop doing it, and the money's not great enough for me to retire, and I want to be doing something else. I want to be doing movies. Yeah. And you were like, mm, fuck it. But like, I look at it like, I look at all the shit I've done, and I go- Precious still takes cabs. What? Yeah. She Precious does? takes cabs. She's she, done three movies. She, ain't, she doesn't have retirement money. She doesn't have town car money. Like I like I look I at it. I just look at week. it the other way, and I go, "All the shit I've done." Travel channels allowed me amazing opportunities. They got me on Letterman. They've got me. It uh, legitimizes you a lot. The fact that you're on something. I remember this. Graham Elwood had this. He was on a game show network. I remember Graham Elwood was on. When, I remember yeah. the show he was on. And people were like, "Ooh, that guy's." I'm, when I started, but like that guy's on something. Yeah. But you get. But here's the other thing is that I think, and this my, was my advice that I'd give to Adam Devine yeah. is. Is you got to keep doing stand up because if you're not doing stand up, then all of a sudden you're just the guy that's hosting the show. And then when that goes away, you're like, when's the next hosting gig coming? Oh, and they're yeah. like, well, audition for it. You're like, wait, I don't want to host a fucking a do- dancing dog show on Animal Planet. And they're like, the money's good. Like, and then you get hooked into this like Wayne Brady direction where you're just like doing a game show. You're like, I don't want to be doing these things. Although I will say that like, like after Alex watching, I, I do a fucking, I do like a, I. You would do forty years on Jeopardy. Oh, I think I probably would. I probably so, would. I probably they like will give you forty years right now. Fucking yeah, five grand a week, up two and a half percent for inflation like, every year. Right now, right, okay, right now I would not. Right now right. I would not because I feel like I'm in a place in my career where I go. I have this Travel Channel thing. We just got picked up for a second season. This is my second project on travel yeah. that's been picked up. So it's like uh, they're. It's like it's hard to get a show picked up. So even if you get a show, it's like it's the odds are here, way okay. below fifty percent. Let, let's talk odds in this business. Getting a getting getting an audition these days is tough. Uh-huh. Getting an audition and having the producers want to see you. Yeah. Getting called back to producers and getting like in the running for a show yeah. that's very rare. 
that never happens it feels like you know yeah. well when you're when you're auditioning at least then to get a pilot is a huge deal yeah to get a pilot greenlit for six episodes is a big deal for 13 is a fucking windfall you're like my life's about to change i can start saving money i can start if i want to get married yeah, you're gonna make two three hundred thousand dollars immediately you're gonna make you're gonna make you're gonna make three hundred thousand dollars instantly yeah and then when you get picked up for a second season everyone's money bonuses you all of a sudden are in this like fucking holy shit i'm making money on top of money i got on my road. check for the first season and now the second season's starting wow. and you're like oh and that is a great deal to be in. And so I look at that and I go, I'm so fucking lucky. I have this book coming out. I'm in talks about a sitcom. Like where I, I mean, I have a deal, but it's like, like we're talking about like what, like it's like all these things are happening. And then I go, I go, so right now I wouldn't take Alex Trebek, but right. in six right. months, you when, might go, like, when the book's deal, out and everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, I don't know. I'd be like, put me on to fucking in a heartbeat. That's what Joe Carey did. I think he was like, you know what? I think I'm done. Yeah, let me a, just take the prices right, and I'll retire with this. And I'll just people say I used morning, to be a stand-up. It's okay. Yeah. Just go up and be like, you you living healthy, a couple hours a day. Yeah, couple days. You love everyone you work with. You can uh-huh. get everyone fucking jobs. You just show up. You know, it's like it's like the cool thing about travel. So Jeff Ross, yeah. What does Jeff Ross do? He he has a show that's starting real soon. Actually, The Burn. Yeah, I think sometime maybe next week. It's just a roast of the week, pretty much. Really? Yeah, just of the news of whatever movies that came out. And um, we were talking. He was like, <sighs> as he was like getting ready to like start like writing and stuff. I was like, what's yeah. the matter? He goes, it's just it's a lot of guys. You have to try to help. You can't get to all of them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he never called me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's no. Yeah, it's. I can't imagine being Jeff Ross too because there's a lot of guys that. Yeah, and that, at, and at some point you're like, okay, I'm gonna help my top twelve friends. Number thirteen will be like, what the fuck? Yeah, and if you say I'll help my top twenty friends, number twenty one's gonna say what the fuck. That's the good thing about travel is I can't help anybody. Great, because it's then totally a to. separate deal, and you travel the world, and it's like you just that's, fucking I, that's go. That's pretty cool. It's really cool. It's really cool. Like we just got our sh- our our. Do you have list. days to walk around and stuff? Yeah, all I do is walk around. Like I, this job is literally stealing fucking money. I go up. I'm thinking of going to Australia. For almost like break even money, like when? almost break even, money, just so I can go to Australia for you a few go weeks. February, you want to go in I February? Do, do like a fucking theater. See if we can do like a date. Maybe. Are you going there for the show? I'm going for the show. I'm going to Australia, and New Zealand. So maybe like fucking get your ticket. I'll already be down there. Let's fun. Let's try to fucking do a theater. That's a good idea. Like maybe get like one more guy. And I mean, I always get emails from everyone from Death Squad about Australia. You know who? Yeah, yeah, they're big there, and they're, and I mean, it's huge. So like, you know, Dorfman got on the phone I guess, recently to my my agent, and he was like, "Can we please do a Chrysler Diaz Ari just tour like four stops?" Yeah, and then they can go the separate ways for the weekend, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Let's do it. I do that in a heartbeat. I do this it's especially sort of fun, right? especially Rent because a car and just right drive now I'm like fucking in the middle of production, so it's like I have weird times off mm-hmm. where aren't really conducive to a weekend. Right, right, right. So it's like perfect odd oh, yeah. dates. Odd dates will be work perfect for me. And the clubs don't mind because they're like, we're doing nothing on a Tuesday. And let's do it. Let's do it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday. Fuck it. But he was saying like two hours away, do the Wednesday, then two hours away, do the Thursday. Done. So we just rent I'm a in. car and rent flying somewhere. Yeah. Rent a car. Bam, bam, fly, fly home. back. Yeah, fucking great. Sell merch. Make a yeah. dickload on merch. Fucking get whatever the door is. Split it and fucking. Yeah, we can rent a we can rent a minivan, so it's more okay. comfortable. I'm horrible at this, but you be can you be in charge of that? Oh no, but what I will do, 
is I will tell the guy who will take over for me. Yes. <laughs> and he was like, please, can you yeah. run with this before I get high and forget? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I will not do that. Let's do that. And let's try to do Australia. Okay. Because I'm going to be down there. Yeah, I was just thinking that today. It's my like, birthday. Maybe I'll have a giant like, birthday show. When are you going in February? Uh, I don't know. I haven't gotten that. We're going. Okay. Uh, we're doing. Um, They're trying to get me December. In, but that's the middle of summer there. That's perfect. Yeah. Be beautiful. Um, and anyone listening, if you want to uh, be on my new season of my show, we'll be casting in LA. What do they do? Just uh, decide to go to a strange country with you? I just know. I just go up to them and ask them if they want to go on vacation. And then they get to go wherever you say? Wherever I say. And our, this season's gangster. Cool. Prague, Paris, New Zealand, oh. Puerto Rico, Australia. Um, That's good, but I just got disappointed because I thought when you said gangster, I thought you were going to be like Detroit, no, Mexico yeah. <laughs> City. <laughs> no, we're, and then we're going like, some places in LA. We're going to LA, Seattle, Chicago, Miami. Um, 13 places. I forget all the places. I probably shouldn't even say what they are, but it doesn't matter. If you want to be on it, we'll be ca- casting. Casting is a weird word. If you see me on the street with a camera crew saying, uh, do you want to go on vacation? Uh, yes, if you want to be, go on just get your shit in order so you can say yes and you can get on a plane that next day. They do it right then, like see you tomorrow. Some, some, yeah, some, some, some were that's like, that's cool. Some that's were like, cool. let's go, and they're like, great. And then some, like the bigger ones, were like, um, you know, like Australia Prague, will probably cast wow. a little ways out because just to go look, you're gonna be it's gonna be a fucking two day flight there, a two yeah. day flight back. It's gonna be more than just taking someone to South Beach. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so we'll be do- I don't know where we're casting, but I know we'll probably be casting out of L.A. for some of them. Okay. Where do they go? TravelChannel.com? No, I have no idea. This is what I meant, by the way, of like feeling better. What I did my first commercial. Yeah. And those have been, I've been really lucky with those. I don't know. I didn't train at it. I just, I was good at it. Yeah. For whatever reason. But uh, my first one, we got to go to Monument Valley in Utah and like where the Grand Canyon is and see all that stuff. And um, day one, uh, I was just so excited to be there. Yeah, I'm just super excited. They'd be like, I remember there was like a, some box or something in the shot. Like, oh, we need that move. I was like, oh, I'll get it. I'm like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. Yeah, and I was like, it's okay. It's just a box of checks. I was like, put it behind this tire. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but by day like four, I remember we got to our new location and we got out of the car and I had my bag next to me. I was like, uh, this isn't gonna get itself to my room. It was like I'm horrible about that, right? So that's what I mean. I feel like like in a different position. Oh, I'm a horrible. I am. I am. I. I first. I don't like they even call me talent. Yeah, I don't even like the fact that they say that's like talent. Come on, we all have talents. What are you talking about? I fucking. I'm a. I would. I would argue that I'm so much fun to be around that whatever diva ness I throw out. Like is overwhelmed is, by their fun. is get overwhelmed by the fact that I'm fun to be around, yeah. but like, but like, I do not. Um, like, I remember, you know, all of our crew right now works with DIY hosts also, and DIY hosts are do-it-yourself network. Okay. These guys are have construction backgrounds, so when they are loading the van to end up in the night, they all help out, and it makes it so much easier. Yeah. I don't pick up gear. I don't pick up gear because I worked. I started in sitcom. I remember trying to touch someone's camera, and they fucking flipped oh, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't touch anything. Well, they definitely don't expect you of you at all. Yeah, and so and so like I like I went through with this crew. I went through like fucking four episodes before someone was like, "Hey man, if you grab one of these boxes, we can all start drinking earlier." And oh, I'm really? like, "Because I'm waiting for him. I'm standing there waiting." Oh, and then you I'm don't like, want to be told that though. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, oh okay, and I go, but don't get used to this. This doesn't happen often. So I literally tell them that, uh, and then I throw a fucking temper tantrum, like a joke temper tantrum. Yeah. Like if I do anything for them, this box weighs four yeah. pounds. But then, but then I started realizing, okay, so I don't do anything. I don't lift gear. I don't fucking move shit. 
Your parents all the same, no matter time, no place. They don't understand that us kids are going to make some mistakes. So to you other kids all across the land, there's no need to argue. Parents just don't understand. Oh, interruption, interruption. Hey, uh, as happens once in a long while on this show, uh, somebody has said something that they, don't, they just don't want in there. So I took it out. Um, but while I took it out, why not uh, mention some stuff about Burt Kreischer? Uh, like he's going to be playing at the Hollywood Improv on September 15th. Also, he's going to be at the Columbus Funny Bone September 27th through the 30th. Also, he's going to be at the Louisville Improv October 4th through the 7th. And then the uh, Virginia, Beach, Virginia Beach Funny Bone, October 11th through the 14th. And then the Chicago Improv, October 18th through the 21st. And then uh, October 25th through the 28th, he's at the Pittsburgh Improv. Man, he really gets in bed with those improvs, huh? Bert Kreischer. Uh, for details, go to BertBertBert.com. Also follow Bert on Twitter at uh, Bert Kreischer. No, wait, Twitter.com slash Bert Kreischer. Bert is B-E-R-T. Kreischer is K-R-E-I-S-E. C-H-E-R. And don't forget, pick up Revenge for the Holocaust, my debut comedy CD. And when I say debut, it's only sort of that because it's like five years of good comedy in there. Um, it's available on iTunes right now. And if you want, go to my website, arishafir.com, A-R-I-S-H-A-F-F-I-R. That's also where you can follow me on Twitter. And go get three free tracks while you're waiting for it to come out. Um, from my website. I'll email you three tracks. Um, also, um, it comes out September 25th, so don't forget that. And then, uh, let me give a full thing for my sponsors. Amazon.com. If you go to AriTheGreat.com or AriShafir.com, same thing, um, and you click on the Amazon banner, that takes you to Amazon.com, and then they code it so that if they know that if you went through my website, then they give me credit for it. So, no matter what you spend, it's cost the same amount. But it goes, they give me cash back. So if you spend 100 bucks, they give me like $5. Uh, if you spend $1,000, they give me like 50 And that gets sizable. So every little bit helps. So if you guys go there and shop through my website, it really helps support um, this podcast. So please do that. And if you want to go and sign up for a free 15-day free trial for Gamefly, Gamefly.com slash Ari, then they give me like 20 bucks. 15 or 20 something like that. So uh, thank you. Now let's get back to the final uh, 30 minutes or so of Burke Kreischer's uh, podcast. Sorry about the interruption, but we had to take something out. It was a little, uh, it was too douchey for Burke's taste, but we had to leave in. So, which we have players back? The Damned! And you know, and and so that's the way my deal works out. And so, right now, travel. I feel bad about travel travel channels. Like, do not share what your fucking deal is. Edit that out if you can. So anyway, so anyway, thirty-five. So anyway, yeah. Please just edit that out. Travel channels gonna be like, woo! It's gonna be a fucking nightmare over here. It's raining egos. My uh, my uh, uh, ad guy. For this podcast, yeah. he's always like, can you not tell people how much you make for each ad? And I'm like, why? Who cares? Let them know. I'm not trying to hide so, shit. So, so, but, but, uh, but like I, so then halfway through the season, like towards the end of the season, Stacy is my, um, is my, uh, like executive producer and she travels with us. She's like kind of like my best friend on the show. Uh-huh. Not best friend. They're all my best friends, but I talked to her the most about secret shit. Yeah. And she was like, you know, um, 
like there are little things that you got to realize. What's that? I feel like I met her, but maybe I just heard you talk about her before. You, I've talked about her a lot. Okay. And um, she's like, you know, there are little things that you need to be aware of that are visible. Like people realize. These are key, by the way. I would love for someone to tell me stuff, but go ahead. The, you realize that they wonder how much money you make. Mm-hmm. That they speculate double whatever you really make. Yeah. When they watch you not pick up a round of drinks and they all chip in, they like sometimes people their brains go that's fucked up he makes like 10 times what i make right and he's not carrying any he's just fucking hanging out and literally standing in front of the camera going eh. she's like if you pick up a drink it goes a long way like right. if you pick up a round of drinks or if you buy everyone a round of drinks or if you pick up a dinner or if you i saw ron azizi do this and yeah. then at, in la jolla buy yeah. pizza at the end of the night and i was like oh fuck yeah so then from when i can when i think about it like in Dallas, they did it. Just like, yeah. let me pipe. It's twenty five dollars for a few pies, dude. It was. It's a hundred dollars for me to. I, like, I don't. Obviously, I don't take the crew out to the most expensive. Like a hundred dollars to get the to buy um, a round of drinks and a round of appetizers and go, guys. These are on me. And then everyone's like, fuck yeah. Cooler with and you. then and then you know it's like and then at the end of the season, I was like, I've been I've been talking about this Fitbit. Yeah. I carry it in my pocket everywhere. It tells me. Oh yeah, steps. how much you've gone? Yeah. You're still on that thing? Oh, I'm obsessed with it. I've Have always you lost any weight on it. Uh, no, I'm around the same weight. Okay. But actually, I'm, I'm down from... I was about 245 when I started. I'm around 225 That's considerable. Now. So, yeah, but it's but it's also not drinking like a lunatic and diet. But it's but I'm not... Anyway, yes, it is working. So, okay. I, so I've been talking about it all the time, and I've been bla- blaring it in front of everyone and showing everyone, and everyone's like been like... And at one point, someone was like... One of my one of my friends on the show, like one of my camera guys, yeah. one of my friends was like, "Yeah, I want one of those so bad." And I was like, "Dude, you got to get one." And he was like, "Dude, I can't just drop a hundred bucks on a thing. I got fucking kids and a yeah. wife. I live in Denver. I'm a cameraman." Like, yeah. and I was like, in my head, it was just irrational. Like, if I want one, I just you go just and buy, buy one. But you I don't, don't tell my wife I sold four extra shirts, and I go buy a fucking Fitbit. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, I talked to Stacy, and I go, I think I'm going to buy everyone on the crew Fitbits. She was like, How big is the crew? Fucking uh, big. 30? No, 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 no. Half of that. Okay. About 15 people. Yeah, so I was like, that. So I was like, but I was like, you know what? It's not compared to the way they'll talk about yeah. the fact that I got everyone a fucking Fitbit. Yeah. Like, it's a big deal. When you give that to someone who Quarterbacks wants Quarterbacks do that for the offensive lines. Yeah, when they want one and they can't afford it. Now, look, I can't afford just to drop 1500 bucks. but if I say to my wife, it's a business expense yeah. and it's goodwill and it's good for the crew and we've all kept up online with our Fitbits in between seasons. Makes you tighter. So then we're tight as shit. Chemistry. We come back. The show works chemistry's better. Chemistry's better. The show and works like, better when everyone gets along. I go for along. 1500 bucks. I'll do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, and, and that's probably that's probably relative to like what I what I make. That would be a, that's a fair that's present. What Di- this is what Dice told me about Mitzi at, when they owned the Vegas, they were at like the Tropicana or something. There was a yeah. comedy store there. And he goes, they didn't like her because she would never drop a few bucks at the tables. You're supposed to drop a few bucks at the tables. Win or really? lose, you just sit there and play for 30 minutes. That's a fucking It's just truth. what you, you do. You definitely, it's, it's, the, it's the vibe of like just, like, you know, and it's so funny. I, there was never any tension with me and my crew ever. I've never yeah. had any tension. But when I started picking up meals and I started picking up drinks, they were saying things like that they had, like, they would go out of the way to say thank you yeah. and like, man, we really appreciate it. It's a I nice really, work environment. And you're like, wow. And it, was, and it was no skin off my back. And now your work environment is worth more. Yeah. If you tell me you have to work with some shit bag or, and you're like, oh, great. Yeah. Uh, or if you tell me you get to work with somebody super cool, you're like, same job, same pay. I'll dude, take the super cool guy. Dude to DIY. Everyone's cool. Yeah. Josh Temple. 
uh-huh. is the guy that I kind of like modeled it after because he was a guy who works on DOI. I can't imagine he's making a dickload of money, but he he's a host and he's making good money. He's got tons of shows. He shoot, works all the time, but he buys everyone rap gifts every time. And in my Wrapped gifts? Wrap gifts. That's like when I bought everyone fit, Fitbits. Yeah. Buys everyone a season wraps, everyone gets a gift. Oh, and the I was wrap, like, wrap up. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, man, that is a fucking, like, that's, that's, that is coming out of his pocket. I yeah. know what he buys these people, but man, I, no one has ever said a bad word about that guy. Everybody loves him. And, and I've wanted to hear bad words, and no one said a fuck. No one will let you. It's amazing you. how a gift will go so far. Yeah. David Taylor little. said this about Mencia once. Who? Uh, David Taylor. Yeah, he's a know. comedian. It's really funny. Great writer. But like, um, um, he was like, the funny thing is after that Mencia Rogan stuff happened, after that uh, the whole blow up, uh, he was like, if that guy had just put more comics on his TV show, everyone would be like, eh, it's not the biggest deal. You know what? Tom and I talked about this one time. Just You just have to give people stuff and they'll, they'll defend you forever. Tom <laughs> and I talked about this one time and we were like, you know, we, whenever, you, whenever you'd feature for someone that yeah. was like of note... Yeah. That was making a lot of money. That was like your, you know, whatever. Like it would, like you'd hear stories about, like you know, Rogan takes care of you guys, fla- yeah, takes so care of your flights, takes care of your hotel. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I, that's how I thought comedy was, except oh, for Paulie. No. And then I realized, like, oh, you got to pay for your flight to go gotta, feature and just take the feature dude, money. I've had to pay for flights for featuring my whole career. You're only making seven hundred bucks on the road. And, and you got to take money you out of that. You got to pay for that, and then sometimes you got to pay for a hotel. No way. That Fuck. was always I thought part of the deal. No, I mean it's not. It's not. I mean, there were times like, and I and I will say this: there were times that if you worked with someone, they'd may may bonus you out like a uh, three hundred bucks or something, or or like if you just get paired up with somebody. And, uh, like a tell would take or if care. He of you. asked you specifically. A tell would drop them. you some cash, or he'd give you, or he'd pay for all your meals and all your drinks. Yeah. Like I do that now. I pay for. I don't let. Whatever whoever features with me, I don't let them ever eat with me and and pay for <laughs> at it at all because I'm better like, than them. I go no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shouldn't watch me eat. But like I take them out, I take them out, I let them eat. I ask them to eat with me every time because I like the company. Yeah, sure. And I always pay for it. I'll pay for any of their meals if we go out drinking. I'll pay for their drinks. I'm not gonna let. them. I told this to Rogan. I was like, the only way I can pay you back for all those meals when I was super poor is to pay for the door guys at the comedy store now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Is to pay yeah. for their meals. You just pay it forward. I mean, you know, like you know. It, 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 I can only say I can only say that you know Tom's the only person that I've ever known in this business long enough that I could share secrets with uh-huh. about like fucking shitting on people uh-huh. but like uh, but man it was like you know that little bit like if you fucking like I would love to get to the place where I could pick up someone's flight I can't pick up my own flights yeah, yeah. Like, but I'd love to go to have a guy that I go don't worry I'll take your flights like I remember Tom calling me going working with you guys and being like like man Fucking Rogan, Rogan flew his first class to fucking Australia, and I'm like, what? And he's yeah. like, like I was like, that's fucking twenty thousand dollars. I go, Tom, sit and coach, take the eighteen grand. No, we can't do it. Yeah, I know. So I, I thought know, of it, man. I, I thought of it so many times. He was like, Those he was like, UFC gigs. Yeah. Oh, it was one of the. I, I saw Rogan because I've been told like four times already by that yeah. manager stuff. You know, your flight costs twenty five thousand dollars. Yes. They spent twenty five grand for me to go make a thousand. Yeah. Doing two gigs. It was like it was like fuck. I yeah, mean, like, obviously you want to trade it in, but like, fuck, I can't. So let's just enjoy the shit out of it. Tom eight- told me because I took it the next time. He was like, "Do yourself a favor. First of all, put on the pajamas they give you. Yes, don't don't yes. act like you're better than that. And second, get the eight course taster menu on the <laughs> back. That's a fucking treat. Chelsea Handler flies everyone she works with in a private jet. Wow. Daniel Tosh 
has not only flown everyone, he pays but he, real well too. He pays you. He pays you like an, Chelsea Graham pays everyone five grand and flies you in a Chelsea Graham. Team. That's a great Chelsea name. Chelsea Handler or whatever. Um, Chelsea Graham. I like, but like that. It's like you hear that and you go, "Fuck yeah, Chelsea!" Yeah, but you can't do it. But you're like, "That's that, good on you." Fuck yeah, you know? that is a good. You are you are in the right on that. That is the yeah. right thing to do. I'm like right now. I'm like. Like I'm like, look, I'm it, I got, I don't know what the price point is where you start deciding you do that. Yeah. I don't know where it is. Like, well, Rogan told me about first class, and he goes because he started paying for himself when he wasn't doing the UFC gigs. Yeah, just it's on him. It comes out of his his end. Yeah. to fly first class instead of coach. And he goes when it became more fun for me to fly first than it was to have the extra money. Then I flew first. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, like I'll get a Sam Adams because I could afford the difference between that and a Budweiser. <laughs> But when it yes. when it was too much of a difference, I'm like I can't I can't get the good beer. It's so funny, man. It's that little shit. I would love to get to a place where you could do that and pay it forward. Yeah, like just take a guy and go. Like I, I I'll tell you this. I'll tell you. Um, I'll say this distinctly. This is one of the most one of the most meaningful things that ever happened in my career, and it was about Jay Moore. Uh, we did a Christmas. We did a um. We did a uh a fucking uh Super Bowl show. Yeah, and oh, really? Leanne was pregnant, and he pulled me nice, aside. Dude. He pulled me aside after the week and gave me two thousand dollars, and he was like in cash. Wow. And he was like, he was like, "This is for you. This is for Leanne. This is for the baby." Like, and it was like the fucking. I'll never forget that moment. Changed your life at that no, point, right? Two grand. Do you know what you feel like when you walk through the door with two grand? That in essence, I guess you earned, or technically you got you you earned. And your wife's like, "I expected seven hundred because that was pretty much the deal with Jay. Is yeah. you know he'd." He'd maybe bonus you a little bit extra, but never like two fucking grand. He gave me two grand. And I remember fucking feeling like, like fucking like a gangster. And I, you know, I wish you know now. And and it's not expected. I worked with Louis C.K. It's not his job to fucking tip me out. He just got put with me. What the fuck? Like, oh, right. yeah, it's not like David Tell would take care of people, but that's a tell. If they ask you to come, if they ask you to come, but you would just get paired up with David Tell, and he would still take care of you. David Tell would fucking pay for everything. You never pay for a fucking thing. He'd take you out drinking a couple nights. Yeah, he'd he was David Tell was a fucking Bobby was always really good at that too. Bobby, Bobby Lee, Lee. Yeah. yeah, when he was on my TV, and we were all making nine grand a year. He was like, "Want to go eat?" It's constantly want to go eat. Yeah, it's that's the way. You know, Ralphie's like that. Ralphie, Ralphie's, yeah, Ralphie's Ralphie big on that. is a fucking. He's Ralphie he, showed me a nugget once. Uh, this he it was when I just started smoking weed. Yeah, consistently, I smoked yeah. it here or there, and he showed me this like big nug, like the size like this. Like I don't know what this is, like a silver dollar, or big, yeah. like all the way around. It was that that big, and he like outside the improv, and he handed it to me. He's like, "Look at this." I was like, "Oh, I, I didn't know." I'm like, "Yeah, it smells good." I guess. I don't, like yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. And I gave it back to him. He goes, no, 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 that's for you, man. And I was like, what? Yeah. Goes, oh, I got, I got so much. He, he, um, yeah, that guy he, goes out of his way. He sent Leanne a fucking gift basket of lotions. Yeah, and for the girls and Leanne, and they fucking use it all the time, and they love it. Really? Yeah. Ralphie's really nice. He's just fucking. There's some Steve Simone told me once, and I really like it. And I can't always do it, but I like it. Because here's the deal: as you get bigger, you lose track of what it was like to be poor. Yeah, sometimes, and you kind of feel like you earn it. Yeah, like this is my money. I fucking got it. Yeah, it's mine. Yeah, I, I fucking put nineteen years in, not whatever, yeah. whatever yeah. it was, at nothing. So now I get to have fun for myself. But there was this guy in in uh, Toronto, separate story, who was interviewing me, some comic uh, for whatever they were doing. Yeah. Um, and then his friend with all the camera equipment kept like he was like, late, and I was like, "Where's this guy?" And he's like, "I don't know." And then I waited another twenty minutes, and then I, I was supposed to go meet another comic for lunch. I was like, "We gotta, we gotta go." Yeah. Do you know where he is? He goes, "He's parking." And then it hit me, and I was like, oh, are you, are you out of minutes? Do you want to use my phone? He goes, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, totally, man. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But how long has it been since you had to worry about minutes? Uh, I, you know, it's like, yeah, it's tough to remember those things. But I remember being in that moment going like, oh, I can't call you. I can wait half an hour till, till nine rolls around. That's so fucking, that's so funny. And you forget it. And then you realize like, it's not even whatever I'm interpreting as like lack of professionalism you know, on your part. You're just poor. Do you know the only thing I can give, uh, comics like right now that is, I think valuable yeah. is like when I go, like I did it with, I've done it with two comics that are what? friends of mine. They're not friends of mine, but guys, they're friends of mine, but I I worked with them and they're younger and they, and I just pulled them aside and I go, look, this is how the road works. The, Uh, you need to be super respectful of everyone. Don't have an attitude about anything. That is a very valuable thing. If you ask them, if they ask you to pay for anything, pay for it. Just pay for it. What do you mean? If the club asks you to pay for anything? If the club, like, listen uh, up. Any comics that listen listen to this. John Huck, John Huck was with me in uh, Omaha and I pulled him aside the first night. I go, let me explain how the road works. I go, I don't know how many of these clubs you've done, but let me walk you through it. Um, they're not going to be fucking dissecting your set. What they're watching is: Are you a fucking nightmare? Are you fun to I'm be around? Uh, yeah. Do you tip? Do you? Does the wait staff like you? Do you cause a problem? Do you have a drinking problem? Do you smoke weed in the green room? Like all these fucking things. Are basically, you just you just can't be a pain in the ass. And right. he was like, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah. Don't worry about your sets. Have fun on stage. Have good sets, but have fun on stage." And just and so the Rafi very first told me night, that once he was like smoking pot in the green room. I was like, yeah, "What do you mean it's pot?" He goes, yeah. "You don't know these people yet." Yeah, and I was you like, "Do oh. not know these people." And, and that's think, a pot yeah. head. So I was like, "Okay, if you're giving me this advice, I should probably listen to you." And so, like, don't smoke in the green room. Don't like don't oh, smoke. Like yeah. any like not like you have to treat it like. And I go and like you're a house guest, a and little I go bit. and don't come in and blow these people off because you're from Hollywood. Like these guys, I go, the, oh. you know. These guys know how to run their club better than you do. You know, you may think that you know what how this that's all this fucking guy does. Yeah. That's all he does is run this fucking club. Not other clubs, not the ones you were at before, just this club. So don't fucking like and so Huck was like, "Yeah, so that night I'm just paying attention. I'm just watching and the girl charges Huck for a beer." Yeah. He doesn't say, "I'm a comic." It's he goes, "Okay," and pays for it. And then in his, I can see in his head, he's like, well, that's the last beer I'm getting because I, yeah. Yeah, I can't yeah, afford absolutely. to drink here. And, uh, and, and then, then he went on stage. And then, yep, has a good set, comes off and comes back. And uh, Colleen, the manager, I like that girl. I met her apologizes once. profusely. The, they apologize. They give him his money back. And he looks like a fucking Saint. hero because yeah. all he did was okay. just not give him attitude. Right. Gave them the money and said, all right. Okay, I'm clearly not drinking here. I'm it's 50-50 like the, with whether I just take it or I go, oh, actually, I'm performing. Yeah. But I'm so afraid of them. Like, yeah, we charge performers. And I'm like, fuck, now I look like an asshole. Yeah, now I look like an asshole. I just go, oh, I look like sure, I thought sure. I was better than you. Yeah. But this is what Simone does. Uh, it was in Brea. We saw him do it. It's just some whatever. It was two-show night. And uh, he helped clear glasses in between shows. Fucking, you know, it's so it funny. It takes so little effort. Amy Schumer helped them serve drinks in Portland. And that's all they fucking talked about was that they were slammed. Yeah, Someone hadn't slammed. showed up for work and she went behind the bar and started serving drinks. Really? Yeah. And they were like, she fucking clearly attended bar before and she knew what she was doing. And it's like those stories where you're like, you're like, I want one of those stories. I want someone to be like, Bert, you know, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Like you, I want either those or I want the Todd Glass ones. Like, did you ever hear Todd Glass would have, would have uh, Todd Glass, I'm sure, was just like he was the most fun we've ever had. He was the most fun person. Apparently, he was so much fun in Montreal. He would, he would tell people um, that when he instead of giving them light, just to start vacuuming, 
Oh, yeah. And so they just come up and start vacuuming the front row. While he was on? Yeah, and then he'd blow up. What the fuck is this? <laughs> but he's fucking, yeah. Uh, he was doing this thing. I was on Mushrooms in Montreal. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, the word got out, I guess. I was trying to wait till everyone's gone from the bar before going out there. Yeah. But then I didn't wait long enough. I was like, fuck, I just got to walk through it. <laughs> and then all my trip people like left, and I was just there kind of looking up. And Tom Glass comes up and goes, wouldn't it be funny if I was the guy who was like, hey, you're on Mushrooms? How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't even help but laugh. I was like, fuck, you're such a cut up. <laughs> Gary Goldman told me a story about getting high at Todd Glass's house. Yeah. And Todd Glass is like, I know my apartment kind of sucks. And Gary's like, no, it's not that bad. And Gar- and they get- and the second they start get feeling high, Todd looks at Gary and goes, but wouldn't it be great if it was an airplane? Let's just pretend we're in an airplane and talk about how great this fucking airplane is. <laughs> I was like, what a fucking genius. He's a great guy. The amazing thing, too, is if when you're on the road... If you do those little things, whatever it is, yeah. To me too, clearing glasses. I try to, especially if I know, like, yeah, I went long, and it's harder to turn the room oh, over now because I of me. Go long. I will quickly I like help you a little long. bit. Yeah, it ain't any work, and we'll get the second show started faster. Yeah. I, I learned that at the Ice House, where it's like the Ice House Annex we do every Friday and Saturday. Yeah, we're like the faster we all do this, the faster we can get the show started. We're not going to be so late. Yeah, so it's just like who cares? But um, Todd Glass, and I'll never forget this. It's the little things people do that they'll remember forever. It was, yeah. I was in DC Improv. I called ahead for a guest spot. Uh, the manager double booked a guest spot. Um, so <laughs> that's John very X, DC yeah, Improv. He's a great guy, John X, but he was just like he was he was flighty about that shit. He was like, cool, and he wouldn't write it down. Same as me, yeah. the same as I would be. Yeah. And um, and so we were there. It was me and a one arm guy waiting, and he got there first. This one arm good comic. Interesting. Um, and uh, they were like, I saw Red, who's back in India now or Pakistan yeah. or whatever, whatever brown country is from. I like, fucking go keep going. <laughs> All right, get back to this Red story. But um, uh, they, I saw him go over to Todd. I was like, hey, they accidentally double booked a guest spot. Would you mind if we have two? And I see him go, oh, come on, man. Because it's also probably like, if it's a guest spot, it's probably worse than the MC. Yeah. It's like, when are we going to delay even longer for somebody shitty? Like, I don't want to do yeah. I don't want to do this. And I was sitting on the other side near the green room. He was by the where they sell the CDs and stuff. And I was watching it, and I was like, oh, fuck. I'm putting this guy in a weird position. And he's like, I don't know who. And then he looks, and he sees me. And I met him maybe once in Hollywood, like a year before. And he goes, oh, no, I know that guy. That's fine. And I yeah. was like, I'll never forget it. And I'll oh, always yeah. look out for that guy, if I could ever help it. And yeah. those little things go so far for I people. I always give people guest sets. If people want to do a guest set, I just go, yeah, do a guest set. You know, so like, what are you going to say, no? Yeah, and it's like, I, well, I remember wanting to get on stage. I remember wanting yeah. to get on stage. <clears throat> I remember wanting to get on stage with... Uh, when I was in Tampa at the whatchamacallit, at the, uh, uh, fucking, I forget the name of the goddamn side splitters. And I was a young comic and I was in Tampa on vacation. I was like, I'm gonna try to get some stage time. Yeah. That's the way my brain worked. And I was like, gotta get on stage, go to the club. And, uh, they're being cunts to me. And the guy at the bar is having a drink before his show. He's a headliner. Yeah. He's like, ah, let him go up. And I was like, thanks. And he sits down and he goes, what's your name? I said, Bert. And he goes, Jimmy Schubert. And I was like, <laughs> fucking, fucking love Jimmy Schubert. Really? Yeah, I don't care. Fucking seven minutes. Let him do seven minutes. I don't give a shit. And then, <laughs> and then I went up, tanked, I'm sure. Yeah. And Jimmy was like, who gives a fuck? It's yeah. a fucking weekend for yeah. him. You know? It's uh, those fucking, uh, those are the little Those are things. great. Yeah. Do you ever, how do you ever take criticism? Uh, I'm r- and also, it would depend on who it's from. Yeah, I'm really good. I'm really if somebody good. Somebody brand new tells you, "Oh, I, I have the suggestion. 
my oh, thought I, I was can't, like, fuck I can't, you. Yeah, I can't, I can't take, I can't take a direction in a joke very well because I, because they're so personal to me. Yeah. That I, that it's got to be me. It's got to be where I take it. Like even when people are like, you know what you should do with that? And they could be totally right, but I need to find it my own way. Yeah. It's also a certain way people say it that I naturally want to fight against it. And I think yeah. that's ego too. Like you don't know I'm the best at everything. Yeah. I go, like someone t- would t- someone tied this. Like a lot of times, it's younger comics giving you like a hackier. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, like, I don't. Like I wish I, I understand I wish what I you're doing. You that's, that's not going to work. Good. Yeah, this doesn't work for me. I appreciate that, but it doesn't work for me. Um, the other thing is like, I never know. Like Tosh gave me a great fucking joke one time, and he was like, "You should use it if it really leads into your other joke ten million times better." And I was like, "Great." And I tried it, and it murdered. And then I was like, "But it's not mine. I didn't write it. I didn't. Yeah. I, didn't I didn't come up with that." And I understand that 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 is how the business works. That people do write for other people. But for me, it's like <clears throat> unless I created it, it's not in my little r- r- Rolodex of jokes. Right, right. It's like one like a joke I just tell that I don't really have an emotional connection to or whatever. It's like I didn't create it. <clears throat> I'm weird about that. I can only tell things that are. I fight against advice unless you make it real clear to me. Rogan, the best advi- advice that the clearest once was he was like I was saying something and the girls the character in my story was like this girl said that she wasn't she was not on the pill yeah and i was saying it i was muttering the word not yeah so i was like i'm not on the pill and he goes hey people don't hear you say the word oh, not, oh yeah yeah, so yeah. Only hearing you say I'm on the pill <clears throat> things like that and i was like oh okay and then you accentuate the not and you're like oh this works way better thank you my camera guys that i was shooting the documentary with uh pulled me aside and they're like listen I would never do this. This is your art form, but we are in the crowd with the audience yeah. and we see the way they respond to this joke. I think you should lose it. Really? And I was like, yeah, the joke was, uh, <clears throat> wow. The joke was, uh, that's nice though. If they're, if, 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 they if like, they're really hey, saying it from a place of like, w- I'm just they're like, you. you lose 80% of the audience. And it's not just once. If you see it a couple times and they're like, it wasn't just, a, you didn't just mumble it. They're like, yeah, like, you're, you're losing time. it. It was about, um, Dating is such an archaic form of finding the right partner because you don't a lot of the shit you do on a date you don't do when you're married. Yeah, you know if you really want to find out if you're right from someone, you guys should go to the ASPCA, adopt a dog, and take it out to the woods and kill it together, and then get rid of the body and then drive back into the city together. And if you guys can have a sensible conversation on the drive back into the city, (laughs) then you're right for each other. I go, that's more like marriage, and they're like. The second you say adopt the dog, everyone gets happy, and then you go kill it. Everyone's like, "Ugh!" Like no one laughs. It's one of those things yeah. that losing past like, what you meant to. Yeah, and I was like, "They're like, I understand your joke, but you're taking it too far." Right. And people are like, "Man, I like dogs. I have a fucking dog. Why is he killing dogs?" You know, like, like, and I was like, "All right," so I just stopped telling it. Oh wow, that's good. Yeah, um, yeah. Owen Smith is the best at telling. Who's Owen Smith? Tall black guy. He was on know. Everybody Hates Chris for a while. You don't know anybody in LA. I don't know anyone. I'm fucking, that's why I'm so glad this has been the fucking greatest fucking podcast I've ever done. I feel like we've covered every fucking subject. I don't know anybody. I don't know anyone in the alternative comedy. I don't, I don't know anyone at the store. I don't know. Um, I'll go with you to the alternative show one day if you want. Yeah, let's do it. I'm, fucking, I'm, I'm, uh, it's been too long since I've been there and now I feel uncomfortable too. Yeah. When I go there, like I don't know these people. Um, I want to I want to just start hanging out more but my wife's like I told come her last night why don't you come by the store um, watch us to be dead honest with it. you to de- be dead honest with you yeah. it was one of those times where I was like the guy who books it the blonde haired Tommy. guy Tommy don't worry about that guy called me and was like uh, Ahmed had called and said uh, Ahmed and Steve Byrne were like you gotta have Bert in the rotation Yeah, he's a great comic he's and you should call him so I called Tommy 
to like say, you know, let me guess what happened. You were not treated with the respect that you I was should treated be like absolute dog shit. And yeah. I was like, and then I was like, you know what? I was like, I was fighting for respect on the phone. And I was and I was out to dinner with my parents and my daughters and my wife and I was in the fucking street talking to this guy God, he and I was like sometimes. I was like wow I go you know what man I think I'm gonna pass and he went he was like he was like well you need to do two minutes you need to do two minutes in front of Mitzi and yeah. I think I can maybe get you on an open mic but you're gonna need to bring some people or whatever he was saying it was and I was like oh man I go I'm sorry like, oh you don't know who I am I go I'm really past this I go I'm a I'm on television. I'm a national touring comic. Yeah, I do like all the micers. clubs in the country, and I'm not going to do two minutes. I don't do two minutes. I apologize. I go, this is the wrong thing. And he goes, no, who do you think you are? And I go, look, I go, you know what, man? I don't. I think I'm going to pass. I don't want to work the store then. Yeah. I go, this is way too much of a hassle. And then he was like, and then he was like, I was like, look, I already do the original room whenever, like, like if someone's having a show and they need me on, yeah. I'll do that. Like, I was doing it with the Louis Anderson room. for a while. The main like, room, Louis Anderson show. Yeah, yeah. and I was, like, I was like, I'm actually cool. I'm getting all the spots I need. I don't need to do the store. I go, I just wanted to hang out with friends. That's it. And then and then I showed up to the store one night and want, like, fucking, I mean, the antithesis of UCB. It was like, There's- I walked up and I was like, I looked at the lineup and I was like, I know seven people on the lineup, and I was like, maybe I was going to dinner with my buddy at the at the sushi restaurant next door. Uh-huh. I go, That's maybe hot. I'll. My buddy's a, DJ, a dish jockey, and I go, maybe or a radio guy. I go, maybe I'll bring him over. All these guys that come through his town, yeah. to do sets in it. Tampa. Are there? Yeah, I go. I'll just bring oh, him over guy. there, and everyone will fucking cowhead. I go, yeah. I'll just bring him in. Everyone loves to see him. Everyone fucking treat him to drinks. Everyone will have a great time. Yeah. And I go, I just need to get past the hiccup of, of uh, can me and my buddy come in when we're done dinner? And what? fucking nope. Uh, uh, it's tw- what? $15, $10, whatever the cover charge is. And I go, I go I'll pay the cover charge. And the guy, oh. goes, the guy goes, do you have a reservation? And I go, I, look, man, I'm, I go, I'm a comic. Is that Tommy? I, I, I'm sure it is. Was it the long-haired blonde? Yeah. And, I'm, and he's, I'm, like, I'm like, I go, uh, I go, look, I'm a comic. I've actually done this room. I don't know you. And I went, okay, I, I obviously you don't know me, but that's fine that you don't know me, but I go, everyone on this list does. And, I, I, yeah. and I'm like, I understand that this is your world right now, but it's not mine. And I just wanted to just talk to a human being. Yeah. It was like, that was what made the UCB so fucking beautiful. Just last go to like, the back. Yeah, I was like, yeah. This is what they tell us. Like, a lot of people are going to want to get on stage. You will, should not let them. Only paid regulars get on stage here. So yeah. if you don't know somebody... I had Gabriel and uh, and Felipe come in once when I was working the booth. And like, can we go on? It was like a Sunday or Monday where it's just pop yeah. in night. And like, can we go on? Uh, and I was like, no, it's only paid regulars. And like, we are paid regulars. And I had been working there for a year and I hadn't seen them. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I don't know. And then Gabriel and Felipe crouched down next to their headshots on the wall. <laughs> I was like, see, it's us. Oh, really? <laughs> headshots. And like, I was like, all right, you're next. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that is, you know, it is weird because it is, you know, it's like, I had it really bad at the comedy store in London. Never had it worse in my entire fucking life. Really? This is in my documentary, No affiliation, too. by the way. No, no affiliation. I go up. I go to the... I'm so glad you picked your notes because I got one that's lodged free and I, I wanted to do it for like 30 minutes. I have... I get... I My manager at the time gets me a set. I have my film crew. We're going to go to a set in London because we're in London for the night. Let's do a set in London. We'll use it for the documentary. It'll be cool. Yeah. You know, it's a neat thing. So he clears it through up the, up the fucking grapevine. We go to um, 
we go to the club that night, and I walk up, and I go to the doorman. I go, hey, I have a set here. And he goes, don't know you, mate, or what? I'm doing a horrible accent. Don't, you know, uh, let me get into a British accent. <laughs> Was that British? I, I, I fucking, hold on, hold on that. No, not, not, not tonight, mate. Not tonight, mate. Black Good. dude, actually. I'm doing even worse than now. But he was black. And he was like, not tonight, mate. And I go, no, I'm on the list. He goes, don't know your name. Not, name's not on the list. And I said, well, can I go and talk to someone? He goes, nope. Got to buy a ticket. And I went, my name's on the list. I've already talked to somebody. And my manager takes over. And he goes, oh. and he, so he walks us into the front to the box office. Hi, my name's Burt Kreischer. I'm doing a set here tonight. Nope, not on the list. I go, no, I am. Nope, not on the list. And I go, is there someone like above you and then my manager's like is jason here or whatever and they're like nope not here tonight didn't say anything about you guys don't know what you're talking about and i go look i go clearly there's a hiccup but i am on you the list like, what if i were telling the truth how could i prove it to you yeah and so i go and we go who is above you who would be and they're like you can talk to jeremy but he's never gonna hurt of you so then they grab jeremy and jeremy comes into the office never heard of you and i'm like okay i go look i am and, and i'm like Clearly, you must get inundated with American comics, but I have two camera crews, my manager. We're giving the name of your boss. Like, we said we talked to him. Can you just, like, find out maybe? And he goes, oh, I don't know what I can do. I mean, I, I guess I can bring you back and see if... Uh... So we go back to the DJ booth, and my name's on the list of the DJ booth. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, mate, you'll be fine. Uh, no, five sorry. Minutes, five minutes. No, sorry, no nothing. Everyone's just like, fuck you. Um, uh, I get, they say I can do five minutes, so I'm like, okay, great. So I go to the green room. Now my name's not on the list in the green room, so all the comics in the green room hate my guts. I don't wow. know who these guys are, but they decide to give me the fucking top to bottom. This is how it works in London. You're not in the states anymore, and I'm like, no, there's no competition here, and I'm, I'm like, not competing God, with you guys. I'm fucking just sitting there. And Those the are low like, level people. The people who do that clearly. are like the door guys. That's yes. who. I, that's what I used to be like when somebody else came in. I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? It's like just some comic from Kansas City. Yeah. And the guy's like, they're in the green room and they're like, uh, not, not the same as in the States, mate. Not the same. Very different. Very different crowds. Lo- Listen, if you ever want to work this club, this is the A club in the, con- in the United Kingdom. This is the A club. You, you pass this club, you'll work everywhere. Like trying to get in my head. Yeah. And they're like, you do your five minutes. You do your five minutes. When you see that light, you get off stage. You do not run the light in London. You do not run the light <laughs> in London. Giving me, oh, like, what are you, you going to go up? You're going to go up with that American shit? You're going to do And I was like, I'm like, all right. I, everyone's in my fucking head. I'm not going to deal with any of this. I go out on stage and literally, like, I'm fucking 26 again starting and I'm auditioning for ICM. <laughs> I ripped that room an asshole. That Just because has, they were shitting on you? To the fucking point of no return. And the second the light comes on, I step off stage. I walk into the green room. The four comics that were all sitting there are literally standing with their mouth open. And one guy, uh, the one guy up front, I go... Hey, good room and the guy goes guess you've done this before <laughs> literally and i was like yeah i've done it a few times and he goes well you should have told us mate we wouldn't have given you such a hard time i was like what am i gonna come in and get my credits you don't and know say, what i've done this on. before yeah i've done this before so i walk out and then the fucking everyone dude oh you need to see what's it called he needs to see you you could walk everywhere you could work everywhere and i'm like and i'm like I, and then my manager's like uh was like man there's one guy I know, Brett Vincent, who's like fucking everything over there. Yeah. He's, he manages Jeffries, Jim Jeffries, like and like he's great. He's Andre Vincent's brother. Andre Vincent's like fucking the Patton Oswald of England. Yeah. And uh, Brett Vincent's like, man, we got to get you on a tour. And I was like, I, I've known Brett for a while. I was like, fucking, I'd do that in a heartbeat. But that ego shit where you're fucking sitting there and people are like working the door and they're t- talking down to you and making you feel like shit. And you're like, and you're like, man, this isn't what I signed up for. I signed up yeah. to be, like, I just wanted to have a, I don't want to, just want to do stand-up. 
Like, it's so funny. Going to the ice house. Like, we're going to the, I'm going to the ice house after this. Yeah. Like, the first time I was there, I was like, I was like, I don't never worked the ice house. I don't, you don't know how it works. Yeah, anything. I don't know how it works. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm about, I got my sisters with me, and I'm like, I got to try to get them into the show. And Red Band's overwhelmed, and Joe's off to the doing his thing. And I'm yeah. like, oh, and then, and then I'm like, I'm like, look, I just won't cause a fucking stink. I'll just be, I'll do what I tell people to do on the road. Sit there, shut the fuck up. And so I do it. They get my sisters in. I go to the ice house the last time, and they're like, "Fucking Bert!" And you're like, "Oh my god! Like this is how it should feel." Yeah, the but first you time earn I brought it, you, you up there in the too. annex when we started doing those yeah. those, ice, those death squad shows, and I brought you up, and as I was bringing you up, you could hear, you know, like the remember Moose Johnston for the Cowboys? <laughs> no. Well, all the guys with an ooh sound in their yeah. voice, everyone just starts yelling that when they get the ball yeah. or anything, yeah. and they all start doing that with machine. Yeah, <laughs> all through the crowd, like every it's the person fucking doing the it. last it like, time Whoa. I went up. The last time I went up at the, we went, we did the big room. Yeah, and I was fucking ripped. Yeah, and they and I literally Ari, I talked to the balcony. Yeah, in the big balcony. room. Exactly. No <laughs> exactly. I was talking to a balcony that wasn't there. I was looking up and some kid goes, who the fuck are you talking to? And I was like, uh, them? And he goes, this is one story. I was like, wait, there's not a balcony here? So are like, but I'm getting laughs from up there. I walk on stage and literally the whole room is just, a machine! And I was like, wow, like that's fucking insane. Yeah. Like it really is a, a different... We got to do a tour in Australia. I'm fucking in. Let's do a tour. Let's do a tour. Australia, the, New Zealand, in the back? Yeah, let's do, but let's do those three days, the two off day thing tour. What's the two off day like thing? Like me, you, and Joey, fucking Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then go our separate ways for the weekend. Let's do it. And then come home. Let's do it. Hey, Justin, are you listening to this? <laughs> um, <laughs> please set that up. <laughs> yeah, Justin, please set that up. Okay. I'm in. All right. Um, all right, I got to take a shower. Okay, um, there was something else I wanted to tell you, but then I think, I can't remember what it's just fine. Yeah, right. Uh, do you have any dates coming up to promote or anything? When does this go on? Uh, I'm saving up a few, probably like a month. It goes on a month from now? Probably. No. <laughs> you got nothing coming up like a no, month and a half from now? No, I won't be working. I'll be maybe on tour with you. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully that worked out. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully you got something out of it. Um, all right. I'll be on. I'll be doing trip flip. So look for me uh, shooting trip flip and try to get on. Uh, a and it's every Thursday night at nine. Every Thursday night at nine, and on I'll be. Channel. If you see me with the film crew and I'm asking you to go on vacation, what's your uh, Twitter? Uh, at Bert Kreischer, a B E R A T at B E R T K R E I S C H E R. Okay. Um, and you got a website and stuff. Bert, Bert, Bert. And your, machine, your t-shirt is one of the sweetest oh, shirts. fuck. It goes so well. If you if you have a chance, look up the machine. Your shirt is sweet, but my wife won't Thanks. let me wear it to pick up. Because it's like, a... I go pick up my daughter's. She's like, there's a black there's chick. a naked black chick. Na- yeah. Naked on top of his head, and he's got ecstasy in his mouth. What? Are you? You're not wearing that. You're not wearing that. And I go, babe, no one's going to know what it is. She goes, they know what tits are. They know what fucking tits are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad we did this, man. We've yeah, been thanks. fucking going back and forth forever. I know. Let's do another one soon. Okay. I'm fucking, if I'm in town, I want to do it. Okay. I can do I, this all day long. What? Let's just fucking talk. Oh, yeah. We just shut, this band cave is fucking sweet. Um, yeah. All right. Well, sweet. Thank you very much. Hey, thank I you, I appreciate Ari. it. And uh, I'll tell you when it's on or whatever. <laughs> anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Anything you can be, I can be greater. Sooner or later, I'm greater than you. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Boom time. That's the episode, everybody. How do you like it? I enjoyed it. 
I enjoyed the balls out of it. Um, all right. Well, here's the situation. My parents, uh, all right. I am done with this episode. I am going to tell you a couple announcements right now for your own listening, listening pleasure, not for mine. Um, I'm going to be at Joey Diaz's behest and at his request. I'm going to be uh, uploading my last storyteller show for $1.99 download. Um, me, Steve Renazisi from The League, Burt Kreischer from this podcast right now. Um, who else? I forget who else is on it. Um, Neil Brennan, his stories were too much about people that are still around. So he's like, I can't. I can't let that stuff go out. Uh, and we had to take one of Renazisi's out about some secret thing too. But the rest are all going up, uh, available for download on iTunes at some point. Probably in like a month. Uh, because my first CD, Revenge for the Holocaust, is available September 25th. It is available for pre-order right now on iTunes, Ari Shafir's first comedy album, Revenge for the Holocaust. Uh, I'm hoping it's available right now for pre-order. As of right now when I'm recording this on Sunday in Cape Cod at fucking 2.45 p.m. Um, where I'm at a wedding, it's not available yet. They said two days after they approved it, and they approved it on Friday. So hoping it's up right now and definitely hoping by the time this um goes out at midnight or 12:01 a.m on monday morning that this that it's available but if it's not it should be soon ari shafir's revenge for the holocaust available for pre-order right now and if you go to arishafir.com if you happen to be there while you're uh, clicking on my amazon link to go through amazon for your shopping or to click on gamefly so you can get me 15 maybe 17 dollars towards marijuana um you can also click uh, and get uh, a few free tracks uh, emailed to you uh, free of charge for the poor people and for the people who say, hey, I don't know, should I listen to the CD or not? And by all means, feel free to send that shit to other people. Let them know. They might enjoy this shit. I really think it's good, so if you like it, you're probably going to buy the whole album, but you'll definitely come see me. Um, so that's it. That's the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, thank you very much to Burt Kreischer. Please follow him on Twitter. Uh, go to his website, BurtBurtBurt.com. Twitter is at Burt Kreischer. And, uh, and that's it, you guys. If you have any suggestions, uh, please let me know. If you are cutting up some of these episodes into short, small little clips for the YouTube, uh, I have not ignored those. I am uh, cataloging them. And as soon as I'm back for a few days or I'm spending enough time in a hotel room with nothing to do, um, then I'll be putting those up on a, a YouTube page. Maybe a, I might make a second YouTube page. Uh, for all these so uh, thank you guys very much for tuning in if you have suggestions or if you have feedback or anything please write to me uh, contact at ari the uh, it goes through to my email address I don't always respond because I don't want everyone having my email address but I respond sometimes and if not I definitely read all of them so please tell me what you have to say if you like certain things if you don't like certain things if you have certain guests in mind not yourself, because it's almost always you're not as interesting as you think you are. Um, neither are any of us. But um, if you have other people in mind, especially if you have comics who have some been through something specific. Um, like someone suggested getting... Kum- might have been me. I don't know. But someone suggested getting Kumail Nanjiani to talk about coming to America. And, uh, and I asked him, and he's like, yeah, I'll totally be down for that. So that'll be coming at some point. Um, you know, if you guys know about certain comedians and they have some story including New York comedians, because I am there once in a while, and I will be there uh, for the New York Comedy Festival November 9th and 10th at The Stand. 
uh, two stand-up shows, regular stand-up shows, and then um, during the day on Saturday at like 6 or 6.30, I'm doing a live Ari Shafir Skeptic Tank. So everyone, please come out to that. I think it's like 100 seats. So they should be on sale now from my website. Most of my tickets, if not all of them, are available on my website if you just go to a uh, tour or on the right-hand side. Anyway, you guys are great. Thank you very much for tuning in. Until next week, or possibly in the middle of the week, if I release a bonus episode of Kevin Shea. Uh, it's a long bonus episode, so it takes me a while to upload, so then I haven't done it yet because of that. Um, until then, hasta la vista. Peter Gabriel, play us the fuck out. And thank you very much for uh, Bert Kreischer one more time. Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank, episode 76, Ego with Bert Kreischer. See you later.